are listening to a no-show radio production. Mind your ears while we unpack the unusual. Welcome to the Soul Story Facades of Gods crossover. It's a big event. We have multiple people here. Let's get started with introductions. I'm Alex, and I'll be playing Giselle McNamara, formerly Harris, formerly Pascal. I'm Bam Bam, and I'll be playing Albert Long. My name is Bianca Zalda, and I'm going to be playing Jada Jacques. I'm Ethan Schaff, and I am going to be playing Clarence Bertram. I'm Falcon, and I'm going to be playing Slade Plummer. Hi, I'm Kyle, and I'll be your Fate Master this evening. But not for the whole time. Me first! Let's give it off to Alex first. Dibs! Dibs, dibs, dibs! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let us begin. We're not even going to flirt with this. We're just going to go right into it. It is a magnificently hot afternoon in the Badlands. This desert area of Malifaux, far outside of City of Malifaux. We enter in on a scene that's probably the most well-built town in the Badlands. It's called Midway, and it's exactly the middle point between City of Malifaux and where the Badlands truly get bad. We zoom in and we see an active street. We see people going about their business, setting up a general store, building up more buildings. And as we see horses pulling wagons, which is maybe a little odd, considering there is the start of automobiles. It's just too dirty out here. No one's going to bring their brand new Ford to the Badlands. We see a saloon, the Accidental Saloon. We don't know why it's called the Accidental. You could presume. You push through the saloon doors, they swing, the thud. And it's pretty active, actually. There's a piano playing in the background. There's plenty of people enjoying themselves. They're not sloppy by any means. But it's definitely a nice summer afternoon, despite this awful, awful dry heat. And then we see two familiar faces. At least familiar to some. Sitting in a corner, part of the merriment, but not making a big deal. We see Slade Plummer and Albert Long. Look, I'm telling you, I wasn't even that drunk, all right? Sometimes uh-huh. it happens, you know, you just, you have to play it off, you play it cool. Like you play it cool when you miss every shot, or like how you played it cool when that girl just turned you down over there? Oh, first off, warning shots. Second off, if I really wanted her, I mean, I could, uh, mm-hmm. come on. Mm-hmm. She's not my type. Cool. Yeah, I absolutely believe you. I'm out of whiskey. Do you need another one? Yeah, I'll take another. You should grab a new attitude while you're at it. That'd be cool. Maybe I'll grab your mom's while I'm up there. Hey, hey, hey. My mother is a wonderful and beautiful lady. Don't talk about her. I'm not even listening. I'm already halfway done. <laughs> Can we get a nice description? We'll start with Slade. Um, Slade is about five foot six. Um, she's pretty stocky. She's pretty well built. She is shaved completely bald. She's wearing pretty tight breeches, just a, an undershirt kind of thing, and uh, boots. And she's got a lowercase eye tattoo on the back of her neck. And she's got a really nice pistol on her on her hip. And a bowie knife on the other one. They've got some nice assets. I like it. <laughs> Not as great as Albert Long's, though. Uh, yeah, you know, Albert Long, uh, very handsome gentleman, very Gaston-esque. Uh, he's got his, like, dirty blonde hair pulled back in a ponytail, uh short ponytail. 
He's got his beautiful, glowing blue eyes. Glowing? And yes, not just because they're, you know, radiantly beautiful, but actually glowing. Um, He's got his uh, duster on with no sleeves. I forgot about the fucking duster. I forgot about the goddamn duster. He's got a sleeveless duster. Uh, that he, he, in fact, ripped the sleeves off. So they're probably not completely even. And uh, <laughs> he's got his rifle slung over his back. Which rifle? Yeah, which one? <laughs> For the sake of this and because it's all wibbly-wobbly. Jeremy, bury me. His beautiful rifle with four notches in it. Wonderful. Slade, are you, are you approaching the bar? Yes. It is, again, I mentioned busy. You kind of sort of have to elbow your way over, and you do see the bartender. Your your bartender Milo is standing there. Young young man, really probably doesn't own this business, maybe he's the son of the business, and he's just doing his best trying to keep up. But he has a smile on his face, shock of sandy blonde hair kind of sticking every which way, sweat matted, but he's trying. He's trying his best, as any young man would. Okay, I'm going to wait until I make eye contact with him, and then I'm going to say, Milo, give me a bottle, and then I'll knock on the on the bar. Oh, God, can I do a, a squeaky boy voice? Let's find out. Uh, yeah, no, no problem. Uh, Miss Plummer. Mm-hmm. And he nods his head a little bit, and kind of turns around, and his hand hovers, trying to figure out which bottle of cheap brown he wants to give you. And eventually finds one and kind of looks over his shoulder like this one? Looking I'm for gonna approval. lightly shake my head no. He tries to put it back. It fumbles a little bit. His hands are sweaty. But he's able to put it back without actually dropping it. And he kind of looks over. There's someone else who calls his attention. He snaps over. He's like, one minute! And then he goes back and he reaches for another one and points to it. That's fine. She nods. Instant relief. Shoulders drop. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so he brings it over. I'll just add it to your bill, okay, ma'am? Absolutely, Milo. And she kind of maintains eye contact with him for a little while longer. Gulp. And smiles. And then she takes the bottle and goes back to her table. Poor kid. <laughs> he doesn't know if he's scared or attracted. It's a good state to be in. Scary pants. I'm <laughs> Mark Fear deep down is scared and horny. <laughs> Fear Al, as this is happening, what are you doing? Al's looking around the room, uh, you know, with uh, the off camera that happened before we came in. I, you know, imagine there was a there was a female that did kind of shoot him away. So it's like, okay, well, let's see what else we got in here. Kind of just examining, looking looking around a bit, trying to be as like. Hey, look at me in the corner over here, as possible as I can. It's kind of like, uh, you know, flex a little bit. So, yeah. <laughs> casual. Peacocking. Real, yeah, real, real casual. <laughs> That's what one does. Stretching, flexing your muscles. Oh, sorry, did I yeah. do that? My bad. <laughs> the woman that you originally were shooed off by was actually a, a nice lady of the town. You know, she might be there in the saloon times, but it's not like she's getting plastered. She's just there with her husband and she had other things to do at that point in time. But there are other women there. You are, might be more familiar with some of these other women in the sense that they are sex workers. They have the corsets on, a little bit of the shawl, the skirts are hiked up a little higher. And one that makes eye contact with you. She has, you know, beautiful brunette hair. Must have just bathed today. So you know she's good to go. 
And she just kind of smiles and winks at you and fans her little feather fan your way. Al almost looking to the camera. <laughs> well, hello, gorgeous. Ah, you said it! You said the line! You said the thing! <laughs> oh no. He's gonna get his ass beat in Elysium. Anyways. I I see it. <laughs> I see it happening. Uh, and he will make his way... It, so, would she be... She's, like, leaning on the... St- I don't want there to be stairs. I do want there to be stairs. I lied. So there is a set of stairs that go up. Although you can't really see much of the balcony. It's like it immediately kind of hides into the second level. But she's leaning a little bit on the railing, arms draped over. And as you look and see if you give her more attention, she starts to pose a little bit more back archy. It looks uncomfortable, but boy, does it make her look good. So if Slade still looks like, you know, getting all the drinks and stuff. If Slade seems like she's on her way back... I will give it a minute so we can probably, you know, make eye contact and be like, you know, just, just get, give me a sec here. Uh, if not, he is going to try to just slink out of there. He's like, that is my cue. <laughs> um, Slade is about halfway back to the table. So you probably can see out, like, kind of dart back and forth between mm-hmm. Slade. Will oh, and I know Slade. what's going on. <laughs> it's not the first time, I'm sure. Just gives her that, like, one sec finger it's all he needs uh, as he makes his way up (laughs) hey hey (laughs) she's gonna meet you on the way over there and do you have your glass with you your shot glass no ah so she's gonna have hers pour you one and give it to you and then just go back to the table and sit down with her bottle so she can watch you creep (laughs) i'll take a quick shot i'll take it down not make any face you know, he'll hold back any face that normally would be, you know, just, mm. here we go, yeah. Just walk up nice and smooth, and of course, deliver his line yet again as he approaches. Hello, gorgeous. She giggles and, like, hides her face behind a fan, now suddenly playing modest and, you know, flirtation. She bats her eyes over this fan. Should we find someplace more private? She's not wasting any time. I can see. <laughs> it's like, all right. After you, I assume you have a room prepared? She takes your hand and kind of rests it over her shoulder as she guides you up the stairs. Okay. Al <laughs> tries to, like, without, without, like, making it feel like you did, he's going to, like, turn enough to, like, basically, like, yeah, thumbs up. <laughs> it's just, like, big cheesy smile. Yeah. Such a dude, bro. She's going to raise the bottle to you and put her feet up on the table and pour herself another shot and just kind of observe the room. There are plenty of people making eyes at you as well. Some of them are friendly. Some of them not so much. But no one seems to be willing to start a fight today. As you hit the top of the landing, Al, she looks over your shoulder one more time. And then this crack sounds. And it's almost as if it was lightning, almost as if the wood beneath your feet broke nothing moves but from above a woman just drops she doesn't really look uh familiar and that she is wearing denim jeans and they're kind of flared out and they're torn the point is someone should have really taken care of her jeans and given them patches there's no reason for her to be wearing jeans like that she's also wearing shoes that are black and white and almost have this they're not leather, they're not cotton, but it's just a material you're not quite familiar with. And this just 
mat of blonde hair, kind of short, very edgy. Even for, for what you've been used to hanging out with Slade. It's it's like almost shaved on one side and has like bright green as a part of it too. Bizarre. Like who who actively dyes their hair that color? Maybe it grew that way? No, that couldn't be possible. There You've seen some weird stuff, but no, no, that can't be her natural hair color. And she falls from the ceiling, a young woman, maybe 16, 17 years old. The woman that you'd been briefly courting, <laughs> shrieks in terror and pushes herself up against a wall, not sure what to do with the situation. Out of his first instinct of, like, just his life recently, first thing he does is throw his head back and go, oh, fuck. <laughs> Girl jumps up, dusts herself off, and looks around frantically. No, no, I think I've got it this time. I've got it. I've, I've definitely got it this time. And she whips her head to look at you, Al. And she grabs your shirt. Who are you here with? Uh, first off, who are you? MJ, you can call me MJ. Does it matter? Who are you here with? I mean, I'm, I'm here with a friend. I was also here with this beautiful lady here. She's not important. I don't even know who she is. Who are you here with? Friend Slade. Why? Just Slade? You, hold on. Hold on. You're asking a lot of questions. Yes, just just Slade. What would you... What is this about? She pulls away from your shirt and starts pacing and muttering to herself, No, I don't... Maybe did I get it right this time? I swore. I swore I did the calculations correct. And I just... Muttering. Muttering and muttering. And Al's like, well, snaps like, Hey, hey, yeah, you. What's going on? Great question. Well, I need your help. And I thought there might be more people, but apparently not. I think I think we still got it. I don't think it's going to be much of an issue. But hey, let's go ahead and grab Slade and we'll find out. All right, hop to. Let's go. So out of sheer confusion, it feels like he might need backup. He will go get Slade. Like, very confused looking. Uh, MJ follows. We'll go, like all the way. Oh, okay. I was like, he was, he's going to go like down the stairs enough to like see Slade. But like, you know, you can see the confusion on his face. It's like... You know, waving at you, like, come come, come up here. <laughs> okay, so she's going to take one final swig, put the bottle down on the table, and go see what's going on. Hey, man, what's... Who's this? I, I don't know. Fell from the ceiling. There's no hole in the ceiling. You made that up. Nope, nope, no. Fell from the ceiling. Uh, he's not technically wrong, although it's more like I fell through several planes of time. It's really unimportant. What I really need you to know... Wow, Slade. You do look cool. And she kind of has a starstruck moment. Uh, yeah, yeah. So anyways, my name is MJ, and you're going to help save the day. Are you ready? Okay, hold on tight. We got to go. Okay, Ooh. I just want to point out, I mean, you didn't do, I'm like, I'm Albert Long. You didn't do all that when you got here. We've met before. That's why. And she grabs both of your shirts, and then you blink. You're no longer at the accidental saloon. You're floating. And as you look around, it's not even that you're really in any singular place. It almost remember kaleidoscopes and how they have just those panes of colors of glass constantly shifting and moving, creating different patterns. Well, in each of those patterns, in each of those panes, you see yourself, but in a different light. Al, at one point, you see yourself as a pirate on the high seas. At one point, Slade, you see yourself in a suit and this really tall metal building. Bitchin'. You look out overside the office, and you're seeing more and more of these scenes of just, it's you, but it's 
not you. And sometimes you see yourselves with people that you've come to know and love. You see yourselves with Felix. You see yourselves with Jared, and you see yourselves with Belle, and you see yourselves with your gang, but it's not your gang. And honestly, you're on these things that aren't actual iron horses, but a literal motorcycle gang. Bitch. <laughs> Noise. Tweet. Cool, cool, cool. And one moment where you're being overwhelmed with possibility, it freezes. And you see those panes snap, crackle. And while you don't see MJ, you do hear her. Oh, fuck. And it'll be our only flip of the night for Malifaux. But what I do need from you is a composure check. All right, I got a 10 of crows. And BB? Can you flip one for me? I got you. You have a six of crows. Okay, thank you. As you're falling, you feel like Alice as she's falling down the rabbit hole. You're falling and falling and falling to the point that you wonder if you've stopped falling and you're simply floating, existing. And then you blink again and the cement hits you hard as you fall onto your hands and knees. And time travel is just a little wonky sometimes as you both fail to catch the urge to hurl. Mm. And this is where I'll pass it over to Kyle. So as the alcohol that was just recently consumed is now leaving your stomachs, you wipe your mouths and take your first look around. And it's night. No, maybe? You look up and you realize there's a lot of light, but it's also very dark. There are light bulbs that stretch and make signs in the air that shouldn't alight the way they do, but they they do in a very fantastic way. There's buzzing. There's chatter of, well, at least this is familiar, the chatter of people, crowds. But you're not in a crowd. You're in an alleyway. And you're between two very tall buildings. There's a couple trash cans next to you that have been upturned by your sudden entrance. And behind you, there's a man who looks just as startled to see you as you are to be there. He's wearing a simple but dirty business casual suit, uh, no jacket, and he has this stopwatch, but not, not the kind you're, you're used to seeing. It's, it's like a pocket watch, but it's hanging from his neck. And it has numbers on it, but not in the clock face shape that you're used to. And it's changing these numbers automatically. This is very strange. Okay. What, from the bottom of my heart, the fuck, happened? I'm gonna throw up again. <laughs> That's fair. The man pulls up this device that's hanging around his neck. He looks at it, and he presses a couple buttons, and he looks at you. He get, casts his gaze between each of you, pressing the uh, buttons over and over again, re-examining things. And then it looks like he comes over to you all, and he doesn't say anything, but he starts physically inspecting you. Al, he goes over, and he looks you in the eye, and he lifts up one of your lids, and it looks like he's looking for something. But before you can even question what that is, he starts going through what what's literally between your shoes. 
if there's anything at all. He's measuring distances without any actual tools. Where did you all come from? Yeah, I, I don't really know. Can you stop touching me? What is what is the, what is happening right now? This is a dream, isn't it? Another one of those weird, fucked up dreams. No, this place is very real. Much more real than most would like to admit. What's your name? You're McFade, aren't you? No, no, I'm. I don't know anyone by that name. Uh, my my name's Patrick. Patrick Instance. And he extends a hand towards you to shake it. Very hesitantly will shake his hand. Albert Long. Now that you're getting a closer look at him, uh, his flaxen mane is parted very neatly and swept back over his ears, framing rather fair but work-worn features and very piercing blue eyes. Wait, blue? No. Green? Are they changing? No, it's just your imagination. But as soon as he shakes your hand, he d does the same for... Uh, Slade, are you... Ha have you righted yourself? Are you standing back up? Slade has stood up and is squared up. She's like, I'ma fight you. I don't know who you are, but if you touch me, we're gonna go. Uh, he's extended his hand towards you and gives it a minute, seeing that you're probably not going to get out of fight mode anytime soon. Uh, well, what was the last thing you all remember? And I'm going to cut now over to our trio. You all have just come from the station. It has been hell trying to get back to the no-names. Otto is in a corner. It doesn't look like he's doing much of anything. He occasionally sweeps the room with uh, just his head. That's all that moves. And then he goes back to a neutral position. While you all are hiding out here, are you down in the bar? Are you up in the room? What are you doing? I think it's probably in our best interest to be up in the room. Um... Giselle, maybe grab something on the way up. We'll we'll repay Kaito after. We just need to sit and talk. Turn to Clarence. Be a doll, won't you? I just have this deadpan look at them, like... Fine. <laughs> <laughs> just still trying to process everything that's occurred, and I just go ahead, go to the bar, reach over, and I'm, I'm grabbing a bottle, and... uh turn around after I've grabbed whatever one that was sticking out. I didn't even care to look because I just, hey, booze is booze. So, and I start just going up the stairs before they even are probably making their way to the stairs even. I'm just like, all right, well, I grabbed the booze. I'm heading upstairs. A question just for continuity and our sake. Does Jada have the bullet wound and is my shoulder still yeah. dislocated? Yep. Okay, cool. Thank you. So, in... In terms of speaking order, so this being Jada, Giselle, then Clarence, can you give us a brief description? <laughs> uh, well, you see maybe the angriest looking woman stomping her way up the stairs in this low-lit bar. Jada has, uh, I think what originally was her work pants, so they were, uh, oh, I mean, I guess she's a detective, so she's just wearing jeans, combat boots tank top, uh, a leather jacket that does not look so uh, clean well. 
Did I buy any new clothes when we were shopping? Refresh my memory. You bought a bitch a new jacket. I don't remember what my jacket looks like. I think though. it was it's just I think it was just a, a leather jacket <laughs> that was in the clearance bin. Oh well, yeah, now it has a hole in it. So there's that. <laughs> it it didn't fit great, but uh, it was in better shape than your previous one. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. You can just uh... take the sleeves off. <laughs> Not a fan of that tactic. Uh, you and Giselle seem to have something in common. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Um, she has uh, really dark skin, uh, dreadlocks that are tied up into what was once a nice bun. Now it's just like pokes of hair sticking out. Well, the rest of her is probably covered in dirt, dust, and blood. Giselle, oh Giselle. You know some people get dirty and they somehow look hotter? Pretty sure <laughs> that's... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Don't be rude, B. <laughs> You're too much. <laughs> uh, Giselle has this very Anne Hathaway look about her. Very sweet, innocent features, big eyes. Although she has really voluminous, voluminous, that word, blonde hair. Although it could definitely be touched up. Probably at some point in their most recent run, she did look in a, a window and passing and used it as a mirror. She is wearing an exceedingly extravagant dress for daily wear. It is black and has... God, oh, boy, I've even forgotten what it looks like besides it looks like Silent Hill fashion. Um, is it black and has the cage? It, yeah, it was, it was the uh, sort of barbed wire-esque. Um, and then it had you had a, a whole headpiece that went along with it. Okay, so... It has like an A-line where it's high, or not an A-line, it's a high-low dress where it's short in the thigh, long in the back. Has this very uh, barbed wire cage, almost sleeves, it it was almost not quite a halter, but uh, that's the shape it brings. And these spiked gauntlets and these spiked high heels. And what is really just the Mary crown, that's like the kind of holy golden crown that goes behind a woman's head, but it's rusted and not necessarily... Holy, I mean, holy in a different way. And uh, she has that same kind of dusty grind, but somehow just, damn, it looks chic. Hot. Don't support her. (laughs) (laughs) Don't treat her like people. (laughs) Don't enable her. And and then the the choker. Don't forget the choker. Oh, shit, yeah, is it a velvet choker? It was a choker that seemed to match whatever you put on. There it is. So I, I'm going to say in this case, it's it's like a velvet choker that has just little small spike details. Not too sharp, but it's definitely... We're good. I could talk about her appearance all day long, but we have a show to run. And then uh, Clarence. Yeah, and then there's me. Uh, Clarence is standard 5'10", average build male. He has, at this point, his hair is very unkempt just because of everything that's happened in the past, but... You know, it's kind of just a big tuft of hair, just uh, tough brown hair. Uh, has a tiny little soul patch. Uh, well, not tiny, but a, a little bit of an unkept, uh, you know, goatee and soul patch. And he has a v- very uh, bright Robin's Robin's egg blue uh, blazer on uh, with a standard navy tie that's uh, been loosened and slackened, so it's not totally buttoned up and tightened so he has a couple of buttons undone and a loose tie and just some standard uh black slacks which and he also has uh like standard plaid flannel shirt wrapped around his waist for some reason too so there's that too. for some reason so 
Well, and uh, don't forget the the oh, completion yes. tier ensemble. <laughs> I, I'm also carrying a saxophone, and I also have a pocket watch that's uh, hanging in one of the pockets as well, too. So I've got a standard alto saxophone that's, you know, slung across my uh, shoulders, kind of like hanging at my side. So you all are making your way up the stairs, and regardless of marching order, uh, you all feel this all at the same time. You feel your balance get thrown off. Like, gravity shifts, but you know that it doesn't. And you all get pulled to one side. Not back, not forward. Just thrown onto the banister. And you feel this pull all in the same direction. Is it my bad side? Is it Jada's bad side? I'll say no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give that to you now. You, you can catch yourselves without much uh, incident. I mean, it's not doing you any favors, but you're not going to have to to roll anything for this. I catch my balance, and I'm just like, wow, I I think my body's really excited to be drunk, apparently. I think that might have been an earthquake. No one wants to hear how excited your body gets, Clarence. <laughs> Let's just root it. <laughs> Whatever. I, I'm just saying... We've had a rough night. We're probably just exhausted. I don't think that was an earthquake. I don't know. Everybody felt it. What else could it have been? We did all around? fall at the same time. Rotten wood. It could be anything. Are any of the bottles disturbed downstairs? From what you can see, none of the stuff that was in that little ready room at the bottom of the stairs, because you can't see past the door at, at the bottom there, but none of the materials there look like they have been disturbed. And just as you all are about to kind of just shrug this off you feel another wave of this come on and i'd say giselle because you've you've been on the coast you may have been through uh one at least one earthquake before this is not an earthquake oh, whatever it is let's just follow it clearly it's not gonna go away we won't be able to get any rest let's just go see what it i is. don't even know how to do that we, do you not feel it's that tug? just a horrible feeling i don't want to acknowledge it i don't think it's going to let you not acknowledge it dear Let's just go. The sooner we get it done, whatever this world wants us to do tonight, apparently we won't get rest until we see what it has in store. With pressed temples? Fine. Clarence, what do you think? I just pop the top off of the bottle, take a swig, and hand it over to Jada and said, well, I mean, we're already in the thick of it. We might as well just see what's going on. So, I'm assuming you all are heading back down the steps, mm. back into the bar. Head hanging low, <laughs> sulking <laughs> towards it, like, oh god. <laughs> what next? It is, once again, that time of day that the bar is more or less empty. The barman is still there, as always. And you're feeling the tug come from where you went through this morning, through the back door. You know, you'll have to go through the kitchen to get there, but... Again, there's no foot traffic, so it's not like it'll be difficult to get through there. And as you all make your way again through that door, I'll say you'll come onto the scene at the same time that Patrick was asking the question to our Malifaux crew, our Faded. What's the last thing you remember? I mean, all I remember was Al was picking up this girl, and then he needed me, and I ran up the stairs, and there was another girl, and she looked nuts, and now we're here. This girl, uh, d describe her. Uh, uh, 
she's green hair. I don't know how that happened. Part part of it was green and part of it was short and she was obsessed with me because obviously and I um but yeah, I don't she's fully yourself. First off, she Why don't you go puke ceiling. on the sidewalk again, Long? I'm talking to this man. Uh yeah. She's a girl. She had hair. I just anyway, we're here now. Uh, okay. He makes another a few button presses and it looks like he's holding it not like up to your face but kind of just to to measure with it alongside your features and uh our trio our our dear elysium trio you see this whole thing going on and you feel this pull coming from these two people that this man is measuring looks like some disorderly conduct there uh jada why don't you uh why don't you go sort it out, huh, uh, officer? I'm going to grab... Oh, no, I think you already passed me the bottle. Um, as you mm-hmm. say this, I'm just going to dump it over my bullet wound. Uh, yep, thanks. Take a drink. Hand it back. Uh, excuse me, do you two work here? And I'm going to address uh, the two newcomers. What do you mean, work here? I just got here. You're in the kitchen. How can I help you? I mean... Who, who, first of all, who are you? What is with... Is this a party now? Giselle looks over at Clarence and reaches for the bottle. This is beautiful. Thank you so much. Anytime. Uh, my name is Detective Jacques. I'm just trying to take control of the situation. Can you please state your names? See, I don't really like people ask my name first. How about we start with your name? Nope, you said that. Everyone she else, who are you? She gave us her name. <laughs> Sir, are you, are you, have you been consuming alcohol this evening? That's besides the point. Don't worry, we have too. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Plumber. My name is Slade Plumber, detective. This is Albert Long. Nice to meet you. Um, I'm going to turn to the person who was measuring. And I'm mm-hmm. sorry, who are you? Uh, I'm, uh, he's very distracted by the readings that apparently he's getting on this stopwatch that are just supposed to show time. As he was measuring Slade's features, he kind of had the the thing outstretched. And then you saw this glow come from it that shone on his face during the whole interaction. And it, you saw him also scan over the rest of uh, the trio as well. Uh, I'm... Uh, my, my name's Patrick Instance. Uh, Minuteman. Leisure to meet you? And he extends his hand. Mm. Uh, yeah, good to meet you too, and I definitely don't shake it. As he says Minuteman, though, Al, making his way to his feet, kind of like, placing hand on his shoulder. Yeah, usually you don't want to announce that. I, I think you have the wrong idea. No, I work for the city? Well... For the good of the city. You work for Elysium? Again, the the good of Elysium. Hmm. Well, my jurisdiction is just C block, but... I'm sorry, Ali, Ali what? Elysium, keep up, dear. Uh, Are you part of the Defense Council, or...? Oh, no, 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 no. Those claws wouldn't know what, <laughs> what kind of instruments I have and uh, how to use anything that I... Anything that I use or do anything that I do. <laughs> so you're not here for any issues that may have, oh, happened at a station just a little while ago? <laughs> if you mean that I'm 
if if you're inquiring as to whether or not I'm here to take you in, no, I I don't report to the CDD. Back the wagon up a minute. Elysium? Where where is this? Where is where is that in Malifaux? Did we go through the breach? And where? You're saying Yeah, words. that's my okay, question. Hold on, hold on. Everyone, wait, wait, wait. I uh I think I understand what's going on. You two were brought here by a girl who I've been trailing. It's been difficult, to say the least. But no, this is not, as you say, Malifaux. This may not even be from your plane of existence. I've been trailing uh, a young woman who has the, the ability to travel through time. Uh, I've been tracking her temporal disturbances with uh, my watch here. She brought you through to here. Why? She didn't say. Al, do you remember her saying anything about where we were going or why we were going? No, she just said we'd need more people, and she said she knew me. So this is your fault. Of course it's your fault. Every damn time long. Everything isn't my fault. Things literally fall in my... She almost fell in my lap. I... Okay, okay. Regardless, regardless of what she told you, aside from that, she needed more people. She also seemed like she recognized me. She didn't say we had met before, but she she mentioned something about maybe seeing me before. It's very possible. Time travel gets sticky. Uh, if if I were to explain it to you, I'm afraid your brains would leak out of your ears. Suffice to say, you all are here. Clarence, just hearing that kind of just covers his ears just for a Giselle quick puts second. Her hands over top of his as well, just just in case. <laughs> I'll walk back, grab the alcohol, and drink it while you two are doing that with your hands. I was gonna act like he's stretching, but seeing this, like, shut up. Slade is gonna like slap Al's hands down as they start to go up. Stop it. <laughs> so you don't embarrass me. <laughs> well, uh, I'm not entirely unappraised of the current situation. Um, I believe I know who you three are, at least generally speaking. Why? How'd you find out? Oh, everyone's looking for you. <laughs> That's real, why. Real conspicuous, <laughs> Jada. <laughs> I have questions, and I'm going to ask them. Clarence, are you really helping? Take your hands off. Are you really helping? (laughs) Helping with what? I feel like we're just half drunk for this shit that's happening right now. I mean... He's talking about time travel. How am I supposed to take this serious? I'm I'm following this feeling, but fuck. I hate this. When did you turn into such a Trekkie? I... This... What? Sci-fi nerd. I don't know. I just heard my friends saying this. I don't know. If there's a way for her to do it, Slade is going to start reaching for the bottle that Jada has. <laughs> and just kind of take it, take a pull, and then give it to Al. Uh, so, just just so you all know, since you're not initiated to uh, at least the no-names version of alcohol, um, it is it is very refreshing. It doesn't taste great, though. <laughs> so... Yeah, you you throw that back and it doesn't leave a pleasant aftertaste, but you do feel a little better having it. You know, inhibitions, uh, 
be damned. It does the trick. So, well, I guess if Al has it last and takes the swing, oh my god, you can have that. <laughs> oh, it's good. <laughs> well, regarding you three, I may have a way to help you out, um, at least of your current situation. But I need your help first. You all were drawn out here. I'll need your talents as well as you two to stay with me. And you hear beeping coming from his device. Oh, oh. And he starts sweeping it around, kind of like a low jacker. Not that you're hearing any increase in beeps or anything like that, but he sort of divines a certain direction. Oh, this is... <laughs> Rather difficult. I'm getting growing manifestation probabilities from at least three different areas. Are you three sensing anything? Office, look at the camera. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wish I could explain it better. Um, Clarence but... just goes to like reach for his chest or something like that. Like just all smacks <clears throat> his hand. <laughs> no, no, the that feeling that that brought you all out here. Uh, are you feeling that anywhere else? I don't want to acknowledge that feeling. This whole situation is messed up enough. Giselle, what do you feel? I take a deep breath and see what my gut says. Okay. So, if I could please get a, a roll to overcome and get a distinct direction that this feeling is coming from. Because you all are still feeling it. Danny's feeling it. Y'all feeling it. <laughs> All right. Yikes. I don't even know what kind of approach to apply to this. Um, none of them feel right. Do I have to add an approach? No, you don't have to. Yeah, I'm just going to roll straight four. Okay. Hey, I got two. So you are feeling at least three different tugs. The closest one is from where your perspective is. It's off the street, further down the alley, and you'd probably have to take a right onto the next street. You don't know why, but you feel like it can't be more than a block or two away. I wave my hand vaguely in that direction. That way and take a right. Although if anyone wants to double-check my work, I won't complain. Clarence just kind of gives a confused, okay look, I suppose, and kind of puts his hands out and kind of swings around ready to feel <laughs> okay give me that uh overcome then please all right i guess he's being we'll we'll go with an approach and he's gonna be a little bit i guess uh careful with it i suppose he's cautiously looking at at things and while he rolls i just have a just because i don't know if it would be something that would be mentioned or pointed out because Al's eyes are like glowing glowing like quite literally glowing so I didn't know if that'd be something that'd be like a well that was one of the reasons he first checked your eyes okay he's in a lot of weird shit today <laughs> the last two days yeah, yeah. gotcha no it makes sense I just wanted to make sure <laughs> <laughs> you're par for the course uh I got a plus two okay yeah very, very strong in that same area that Giselle just pointed towards. And you you haven't been on that like on that side of the building 
you've all have pretty much more or less gone through the front door or out through the side and still onto the same street. But you feel like you know essentially the path to get there. It's in that same spot. I kind of make the same gesture and I'm like, it's, yeah, um, the, that way, I, I guess, um, two versus zero if no one objects. I will say this, if you all would come with me, aside from being able to help you out of your situation, I think I can offer you something else. And he fishes into his pocket. If you come with me, I'll let you have one of these. And it looks like the hour hand on, or at least a hand of a, uh, a clock. Not a, not a large clock, maybe like a table clock. He says, this will keep you off the Legion's radar, at least as long as you're with me. What about when we're not with you? Well, that's what my original offer mm. is to help resolve. Well, Giselle, you are constantly upset when I decide on contracts. <laughs> Clarence? I mean, he's just kind of giving it to us, I think, because he doesn't want the Legion on our back either. I mean, I would want to deal with those angel bird fuckers if I, if I had to take the chance. You have such a way with words. I think in this case, and at this point, Giselle's like acting like Patrick is not even there. I think in this case, we're actually the ones with a little bit of leverage. So if there's something else we want, I wouldn't suggest finding a way out of town. We've seen how well that works out before. But is there anything else we fancy maybe he could provide? Or are we good with the terms currently? Safety? Indeed. Protection? I mean, I suppose he's offering protection, but guaranteed safety during our stay here would be integral. Oh, I don't think anyone can promise us that. <sighs> Patrick, dear? He pulls on his collar. He's like, um... We all have our limits. I understand. It's not something that I'm able to negotiate. But we can table that. Okay, maybe you can point us in the right direction. Well, I'm hoping right now you all will point me in the right direction. Yeah, let's get this over with. Yeah, and I don't want to be that guy, but are we getting paid for this? Um, uh, sir, you... Do you want to stay here? Or would you like to return to this Malifaux that you spoke of? <laughs> Debating that. Um... Fair. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit going on there, too, so I don't know. Is there a third option? What's the third option? <laughs> Sort of go back to my farm. Death? <laughs> oh. Well, if you want out of here, then follow me. Assist, and let's track down this this young woman, and I'll see what I can do. Come on, Al. You're not one to turn down an adventure. Let's go. I No, I just wish my guy was here. Someone's going to keep notes, Question. Right? Question. We know there's books about Albert Long. Are there books about Albert Long in this universe? <laughs> so, <laughs> that is a question that I actually will turn over to Bam Bam. You have your character sheet. You can use an aspect if you want. Oh, Jesus. Oh my gosh, the legendary bounty <laughs> hunter. <laughs> okay, so I would use... So I'd use that and it minuses or adds one. Like if I... You'd subtract from your total number of fate points. 
Okay. So I have and you just subtract one. You, this isn't something you have to roll for. Oh, okay. Then, okay, yes. The legendary bounty hunter, of course. You want to use that? Okay. So, yes, there actually have been books about a bounty hunter named Albert Long. There is in no way any substantiated evidence that this person ever existed. But there were a series of pulp fictions, uh, dime novels that were written long, long time ago. And there's actually the occasional, not great movie, but the occasional <laughs> um, D-list movie that goes and, and regales maybe one of his adventures. Maybe not using his name. Maybe not using any of the original, actual uh, characters, but still retelling the story. So, yeah, you all are vaguely familiar with this person, though uh, this could just be some guy playing dress-up for Halloween, as far as you all Is know. it okay if I have a Go character moment, then? Wait, Al Long. The Albert Long? Well, My know. second husband was obsessed with your books. I mean, he kept them by the toilet. It was definitely his long-term visit read, but he loved them. He actually collected first editions. You're the Albert Long? No, I suppose me. it's a oh, common yeah. name. Yeah. You're looking at him. Huh. He seems like a poser. Huh. Of course you're fucking famous here, too. I'm so excited <laughs> for this. It's a shame he's not around to meet you, uh, if you are the real yeah. Albert Long. Anyways, carry on. <laughs> Normally, I would say that time isn't an issue, but uh, matters are fairly pressing. If we can move on, mm. let's proceed. Yeah. Let's go. Let's go. And uh, I think unless there's anyone who's wanting to take point, he's sort of, again, using his device, his stopwatch device to kind of divine a path. Um, real, real quick for clarification. Do we also grab those minute hands or those watch hands that he offered us already? Uh, yeah. I mean, if uh, if you all were coming along with him, uh, he would have handed them to you. I think actually, what he probably would have done is who who would be closest to him of the three of you? Jada, probably me. Probably Jada. I don't trust okay. him. Uh, so he would have handed all three of them to Jada. I don't trust him. I'll take everything he has. It's <laughs> <laughs> really how I do my job. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'll pass that out to Giselle and Clarence silently. I toss it in my purse. As you all grasp it in your hands, you feel a slight wave of nausea, but only very briefly. Gross. Oh. I mean, I would chalk it up to whatever garbage I was drinking. And that's fair. Bear in mind that there's already alcohol-induced vom everywhere on the sidewalk from Al and I. so gross right now. <laughs> everywhere. That adds to the nausea. <laughs> Look, all I'll say is that as far as Giselle's concerned, it's a good thing she changed clothes. Uh, so yes, you all are headed down a side street. Uh, it's not as busy a main thoroughfare. There are shifty-looking characters walking along the sidewalks. Many parked cars, not much actual traffic, though. But you do hear the sirens and the actual... And the honking of horns, running motors, off in the distance. This is very strange for our faded. The sirens are not the same kind of sirens that you've heard, at least from anything else before. These loud bursts of noise, although distant, seem almost rhythmic, and everything, again, it has a 
buzzing, a hum. It's all just very loud. Is there anything else you all will talk about on your way over to this next area? Because Patrick is very focused. Uh, other than that, like, silently, just freaking out, he may word every now and again, like, focus there. Just trying to keep himself composed, but internally freaking out because he's so confused. I think that really validates Jada because she felt the exact same way when she got here. <laughs> and seeing somebody else finally reacting the same way she did is mm-hmm. very reassuring. Clarence and Giselle were just like, yeah, cool, what's up? Not a normal reaction. Not okay. How is Slade handling? Slade is always the boss. She, You can tell that she tenses every time she hears something new or if a siren goes off, she but then she'll kind of shake her head and then focus on what she's doing. She doesn't want anybody to know she's freaking out on the inside, too. I mean, those are some pretty good tells. <laughs> she doesn't think you see them. I feel like Slade's also the type, like, really weird shit happens. Like, yeah, no, this is fucking weird. But they just completely keep going. Yep. <laughs> That's not so. All right, let's keep going. I would like a roll to overcome seeing something fairly shifty going on around you all. Uh, are we adding any of the approaches? To the approaches I'm approaching well? this cautiously because I've got my eyes on everything and I'm not really comfortable with this scene. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, you can choose whatever approach you feel is correct for the situation or however it is that you would like to use it. I will say that there is something, it's it's not an auditory thing that you all will possibly catch on to. It's something visual. Hey, hey, Kyle. Yes. Why are all of our approaches in negatives? They're not negatives. I was just dashing. Okay, I was like, so I keep looking. I'm like, negative oh. one, negative three, negative. I'm like, I definitely don't no, have no, a negative no, no. three to, to clever. No, 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 no. no, no. Okay. Just penalty. Okay, okay. It's penalty for, just the penalty for the crossover. Penalty for the crossover. I've got a negative zero. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You always lose. <laughs> uh, okay. I, uh, can I sneaky? Because he's trying to, like, not be noticed that he's freaking out. Um, yeah, that's, that's essentially how that would work. Okay. Yeah. Despite Giselle always being pretty off the cuff, uh, I think, not necessarily sneaky, but keeping an eye out, situational awareness, and also trying to keep a sense of that gut feeling. So I think she's being clever. I'm just quickly scanning the area while we're going down the street, so uh, just looking at the area in general. Fair enough. Slade is going to be just very quietly assessing her surroundings. She's she's a mercenary. She's born to kind of like take stock of things and see what's going to be dangerous in, in any kind of given situation. So she's going to be careful. Okay. So uh, instead of getting everyone's outcome, I just need to know who uh, gets above uh, three, please. Equal to or above? Uh, sorry, uh, above. Anyone? Alrighty then. Everything seems fine. What? Great! <laughs> Wonderful. Awesome. Um, uh, who who got close to like who got a two or a three? I got three. I, I got can three. I, I, I can do a thing. Yeah, yeah, sh- sh- sure. Pick R- me. Raise your hand. <laughs> uh, Jada. Yes, I see. I see all the way in the back. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I mean, this scene you described it really well. It's definitely different than what has been going on normally, and I'm like Jada is irritated at the situation. 
Uh, this is kind of out of her norm. It's not that there's any norm here, but she was pretty focused on what she had to do. And now these people and they're, they're just getting in the way. So using her hard boiled detective skills, I'm going to reroll. <laughs> Alrighty then. That is minus one fate point and go ahead, make your reroll. Five. Oh yes. Alrighty then. <laughs> So remembering that, yes, you are indeed a detective. This is way out of your normal element, but those skills you spent years honing aren't for nothing. You actually see some debris fall from one of the buildings across the street from you all. And as you track the falling trajectory back up to the source, you see one of the Legion standing like a gargoyle eyeing the streets below. And you can see as it looks straight at you all and just continues on looking. Weirdly, like you weren't even there. Don't look at me. I will... Wherever I was in the walking order, I will kind of hold back or walk forward so I can be near Clarence. And with a slight elbow to his side, I'll point my head up in the direction silently towards the uh, good old... Good old friend of ours. I I look at my shoulder <clears throat> when she elbows me, and then I look up the direction she wants, and I'm just like, "Oh," um, and I kind of just kind of tuck my head down, and I just kind of like be lying ahead towards where everyone else is, just kind of. <laughs> and then I think I I think I tap Giselle like if she's next to me or like in front of me, like just tap her and just kind of like point up. <laughs> Yeah, fly casual. <laughs> yeah. I just like this chain of events. It's good. <sighs> what, what are you touching me for? <laughs> and then I look up. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, do, uh, I look back at at least the two people that I know. Do we have to? I have to take this seriously. Well, you can't see us, right? Because of the... the watch thing arms thing? yeah i think we're okay i mean look at him be casual don't look, don't look. what are you doing <laughs> <laughs> look, but don't, look. <laughs> don't be weird about it <laughs> peripherals peripherals come on <laughs> does it look like he's looking at our two new friends so it's sweeping its gaze back and forth across the the street and you can see that it goes from group to group to group Pausing occasionally at each of them, kind of just take in what it's what processing that information. But it doesn't look like he spends any more time on your group than any others. Giselle's going to try to squeeze in between Al and Slade. And in an act of friendliness, tries to slip an arm in, but also hover hand. It's not comfortable. It's not a fun experience. So... Just so you know, if you look up casually, don't make a scene. Up there, up, 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 up. up. <laughs> Do you know what casual means? He doesn't know what casual means. But he never does. Only in the bedroom. <sighs> He's not very casual there either. You wouldn't. I, I don't want to know. That is just, if you see those, let us know. It shouldn't really af affect us, but it might affect you. I don't want to scare you by any means. Just keep an eye out for those things what are they awful <laughs> how helpful <laughs> she's not wrong 
of like everything we're seeing here, that's that's the issue. Please tell me you didn't just actually point at that thing. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you know, he's a little kid. Wow, look at that. <laughs> yep. He's not like, you know, like full arm stretch, but he will kind of like keeping his hands still close to himself. You know, it's like. So just so you all know, when Giselle directs your gaze to the r- roof line, you are seeing this marble-esque statue that its head is turning and as it turns, it looks like the there are cracks that are made in it that adjusts to where it is moving to. The joints go in and out, and the cracks seal up as though they weren't there when the movements stop. The face is featureless, except for two eyes, and there are these pair of giant wings. Organic. Like an eagle's, but even larger. Okay, so this is like actual statue thing. Because this, this kind of changes things. I didn't realize it's like a statue. Uh, yeah, no, Al's going to have a slight flashback of oh, fucking fuck. mannequins. Fuck, Things no, that aren't supposed to move. <laughs> that are moving. And he's like, oh, God, Jesus. <laughs> I want to go home. I want to go home. <laughs> well, I hate that. So... It, it, Clarence just quickly chimes is like, yeah, if you prefer your organs not to be liquefied, let's just not bring our attention to it or its attention to us. Cool. All right. You guys are great. And then just kind of like take a step back again. <laughs> I want to go home. I prefer mannequins. They don't liquefy your insides. <laughs> like I said, awful, awful things. Yeah. Okay. Good talk. <laughs> you all round another corner into another side alley. And you see this bright light. Well, bright for our faded. For our trio, it's like when you first turn on a television and you see the lines go across the TV, things come into focus, and it even has that same kind of blue haze to it. And you see this young woman, and she's writing something on the wall. Not sure what to make of what she's writing. It looks probably like some graffiti. And then she looks startled by something. And everything fades away. A few moments pass. And it comes back into focus. And you just see this playing on a loop. I I can't... I don't know how to react to this. Do you say that out loud? Yeah! <laughs> yeah oh yeah! <laughs> Jada's had a day. Yeah, there's so there's only so many emotions you can yeah, process. You never do, but it's okay. I know you always try. What is it? Question. Is this more Bioshock Ghost well, or is this more like Borderlands? Oh, S- yeah, the, the hologram kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Just for my pure nerd's sake. Not really that. I would, I would say it's probably closer to Borderlands-esque. It doesn't quite have that soft haze about it. It's It's definitely very... Um, concise in what you see. It's very sharp, and yet it still has the the wavering flickeriness that a TV that just barely has connection does. And this is going the way that we have been walking. Mm-hmm. This this is where you were feeling the strongest uh, initial pull from. I'm going to snap my fingers a few times. Someone come with me. 
And I just march on ahead to go get a closer look at what's going on. I follow behind Giselle just because I'm curious, of course, but I'm 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 also looking around trying to see like, is this just like on a projector or something, or is there, you know, a movie sheet that I'm missing on, so I'm trying to like observe and see if there's any like projection of this that I can find. Okay. Before I go into that, mm-hmm. let me get reactions from uh the faded and then I would like another role to overcome from anyone else who is investigating this. You want to go first? Yeah. Um, so I'm sorry, Kyle. You just need me to react and then roll. It if if the what whatever Slade reacts to upon seeing this phantasm in the alley that seems to be repeating itself over and over. Okay. Um, well, she is going to stop as soon as she sees it and ask, "What? I, what is this?" And then she's going to back up a few steps and kind of start looking at her surroundings just to see if it's coming from somewhere. You know, Slade, we don't often get ghosts in alleys like this, if it makes you feel any better. And Jada will... That's that's pretty much as comforting as she gets. This isn't normal here? Surprisingly not to my experience thus far. That's comforting, I guess maybe oh she tries thanks i think uh and mr long yeah uh he's gonna like pull his rifle over just so it's it's ready if he needs it you know like a safety blanket and because of the situation because of shit he's been through i guess it's more of a question for alex yeah if al goes to reach in his pocket does he got sugar Yes, he does. Huh. I will have to find rules for that later. But you, sh- yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm just like this isn't gonna affect that. This, damn this drugs, 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 drugs. Damn drugs. Al's okay. feel like this may be a heightened thing. He's just gonna reach in his pocket for a little sugar cube and just. Yeah. <laughs> he's just like, all right, I'm just gonna go down. I want to be ready. <laughs> okay, so uh, investigators. Make your rolls, please. Oh, what am I using? What am I using? I I think I've learned that even though I get curious, I should definitely be very cautious when ever approaching anything in Elysium. I'm forceful. I know what I want. I am also kind of for once on Jada's side, I want to get the fuck to bed. And the sooner we (laughs) get moving and just examine stuff and push forward, like, she's for once with Jada on, like, let's just get this done with. Well... I'm so glad I chose careful, because <laughs> I got three minuses, but I'm plus three in careful, so big old goose egg for me. Okay. Looks like she has the same reaction I do. <laughs> Trying to see if there's anything I can do. So I think I mentioned no. being careful, <sighs> which brings me up to, and I had a zero, everything washed out, so I have a one in careful, so I think that brings me up to a one. It does indeed. I want to re-roll, and I, I we'll see if this works. Because I've been to a crime scene or two. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like yeah. I, I like to think that I have an eye for detail, <laughs> and when I need to make sure that something isn't going to hurt us or ruin us, like approaching this in the sense of this could be a threat, but also I just need to know what's going on to get the full picture, so I can know how to cover it up. 
So using my double jeopardy aspect, I want to reroll my dice. Okay, you may. Okay. Oh, fuck, it's worse. It's so much worse. How? I had three blanks, now I have three negatives. Oh, oh shit. Oh. Uh, plus, uh, so, so, uh. Plus you're forceful. Let's see, so I had one. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot. I, think I have a minus one. one. In total. Hmm. Okay. You see less than I do. <laughs> Some crime scene. <laughs> That's what I get for stretching that as thin as possible, to be fair. Yeah. Officer Jacques, uh, you are pulled closer to this. Uh, Giselle, you're looking this over, and this just looks like some street hoodlum who's marking their territory. Youths. Yeah. This doesn't look like the same kind of tagging that other gang members have used topside, though, Jada. Okay. The way she's writing these are more purposeful than for intent of artism or to leave an impression. It looks like she's doing calculations. This isn't any math that you're aware of, Mm -hmm. but it looks like how math nerds do their math. And Slade, you are looking around for a source of this, whatever it is, and are you getting closer at all to nope, this? Nope, absolutely not. No, no ma'am, okay. no Pam, no lemonade, no cauliflower. Gotcha. Can't put your finger on it, but there's something oddly familiar about this girl. So Patrick is on top of this. He is like like a photographer trying to get every angle of a model. When she looks in a direction, he looks that way. He's taking everything in. (sighs) Well, it looks like this wasn't quite what I needed. But we're on the right track. Uh, you two, um, pointing at the, the faded. Was, was she, was she the one that brought you here? I recognize her. She's familiar. Okay. She doesn't have the same hair Mm -hmm. that the woman that brought you here. She doesn't have the same clothes, but as he draws your attention to her, you can confirm that, yes, this is the same girl, but she's looking a lot more normal than the the one that happened to fall into y'all's laps. What, what was her outfit again, I'm sorry? So this one, she is wearing a, a longer blouse, and she had breech, breechers on, um, but she was barefoot. This looked like the the getup of a street urchin. She had patches that needed mending in her clothes, and her hair was long and messy and unkempt. Maybe a little bit younger, too. Not by much. Mm. Yeah, that's her. That's the one. It's a different version? I don't know. She looks different, but it's the same person. Okay. Good, good. Well... Looks like she was trying to <laughs> cross something off of her list. We should move on. And he does another sort of divining rod sweep with his device. <sighs> damn thing. And he's he hits it against his head. Uh, not <laughs> yeah, against his head. Why not? Little <laughs> bro. He he hits it uh, a couple times trying to get it to work. 
I'm getting interference. Are are you all feeling anything else? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you you still are. Um, again, you have other directions. Uh, since you all are closest to this, this is the strongest pull. But you can still pull out at least two other distinct directions. I'll go ahead and have another feeling, or I guess an overcome, to see what direction the next closest one is. Okay. I'll, I'll say that you all haven't had anything that's broken your focus too much, aside from the uh, <laughs> the the Legion uh, member uh, on the roof. Mm-hmm. So using that same kind of focus from before, you can tell that you'd have to go back out onto the street and in the direction that you were first walking, so you're going further away from the no-names, and you're not entirely certain, you're not as certain as you were last time, you know it's a little ways down. It's further this way. I I, I don't really know how far, but it's it's in this direction. So, unless there's any anything else that you all wanted to say in regards to this, this, this scene keeps looping, even after you all are on your way out. I would want one more overcome to spot something else. I'm going to opt out because Giselle's about to get real chatty. Oh, okay. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'll go ahead and, yeah, I'll do it. Uh, hmm. So yeah, I'll go ahead and just uh, take a uh, careful approach again just to double check everything in the area. Fair enough. Go ahead. Uh, and this is only coming from the trio. This actually, oh. uh, the our, the faded from Alpha would not be able to pick up on this. Okay, I'm going to um, harass you guys. I got a positive two, or a two. Okay. So Didn't tell you what I got. Oh, I, sorry, I didn't oh, hear Kyle. anything. Go for, I'm geez. sorry, I'm sorry. Dying to Detective, know? Detective, I am. I am indeed dying to know. Thank you. I rolled a plus four. Oh, <laughs> holy shit. Nice. Okay, so, hmm. So y'all remember the uh, the House of Penance, right? Mm, that no, that I... a lovely affair. Would love to forget it. Thanks. <laughs> that one wasn't as bad. No, bad worse. <laughs> <laughs> bad worse. Had bad experiences said. with houses. You and me both, friend. Same. <laughs> and you remember meeting with Jack and uh, his associates. Yeah. Well. There are a couple groups of people, not interacting with each other, just pairs walking down the street, that you can see the same markings that Jack and his crew had on these pocket squares that they have tucked into their jackets. I mean, that's something I would absolutely subtly mention uh, to Clarence. Uh... You notice those pocket squares? <laughs> yeah, do. <laughs> Fucking can't with you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I love it so much. I <laughs> get every time. I'm like, Good. what? What? What's subtle? What? What's she gonna say? What are they gonna say? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Jada kills it every time. Yeah. Boy, does she. <laughs> I just, I just see it, and I'm just like. I don't really want to fuck with these guys. Can we just pretend like we didn't see them and just go on our way? I don't think they're bothering us. Let's just go the way that we need to go. <laughs> Keep our heads low. Yeah. Giselle, 
and I'll gesture you over there. Let's keep our heads low today. This is, this is a lot. As you say, keep your head low. Turns, tosses her hair. And I'm like, what? You said my name? <laughs> my scan, the people around us, did anybody notice? Nope. Really? That's even funnier. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> look at me! <laughs> uh, but I, hair toss, look over, and then give the nod of understanding. <laughs> she t- tries to downplay, but not really possible. Sorry. Uh, so, you can't hide that much uh, value. Giselle. You had something to say? Yeah, no, I just, I'm not going to let these two newcomers get by off so easily. So, this is a long walk. My shoulder hurts. And it's like dropped. It's not looking great. (laughs) Despite the fabulous dress. (laughs) And I'm just so desperately bored. Entertain me. Tell me about Malifo. Malifo? Sure. That's what I said. Right. Quick, just, what's up with the the arm? Oh, I... It's a long story. All you need to know is that I ran into a wall, purely on accident, and now it looks good, like this. Good cover. No, I get it. Yeah, run into walls. Checks out. I mean, uh, what do you want to know about Malifaux? It's not as... Well, I can't say it's not as crazy, just different types of crazy. Oh, I know almost next, next to nothing about Alicia, but I have you here to tell me about Malifaux, so I, anything you care to share? It's fucked up. <laughs> well put. I look over at Slade, because yeah. clearly Al does not know how to fucking communicate. <laughs> well, those resources are exhausted. Let's move on. <laughs> Al's having, like, an existential crisis. <laughs> I mean, this looks a lot more developed than where we come from. There's so many different things happening. I'm not used to all of this t- stimulation. It's much... There's there's stimulation there, but in a more primitive way. Tell me more. <laughs> Sorry. No, this is when Clarence chimes in because he's eavesdropping on this too. And just like listening is like, wait, it developed? This is just standard architecture. Like... Houses look like this everywhere. I've never seen a house like this before in my life. Yeah. What, were you born in like a shack or something like that? I mean... (laughs) (laughs) So you're all poor and manly folk. So, come on now. It's an honest question. We don't know their situation. They look, just because they look rough doesn't mean they're, you know, rough off. I was born poor. We can grow up. It's fine. Did I insult you? I mean, rough... Do you know how, how many script I paid for this jacket? You have a how many... bullet what? hole in your shoulder, Miss Colin Me Rough. <laughs> I mean, I'm. It's part of the job. I'm gonna, like, <laughs> gently <laughs> move my jacket over. It, like, crests a little bit and the blood flakes off because it might be a little dry now. <laughs> I'm gonna raise my eyebrow at that a little bit and then just say, I'm not. Poor. I didn't grow up with much, but this is all very new. I mean, I I don't really have a set home. My, the my company travels everywhere. I I live out of a a saddle roll and a bag and a tent. You had me a company, but saddle roll. It's like a dude ranch. What's a dude ranch? Oh, honey. And I just kind of pat your arm. 
realize that this is about as far as I'm going to get this conversation. And <laughs> separate. She's going to shrug it off. I was offended. She's like, I'm fucking loaded. What do you mean? I have like five whole script in my pocket. Four. Just, I'm just, I'm just like mumbling to myself and I'm just like, Jesus, who brought the fucking wild, wild west with us? This is weird as shit. He does have a very like old style rifle, just one that you'd probably see in a museum. Doesn't work at all, but he's just he's got one just on his back with a bayonet. Yeah. We're in a we're in a duster and everything, so Yeah, he's definitely Western. Alright. Well I guess grunge is coming back. <laughs> you say wearing a flannel around your waist, right? Hey, I can make that joke. It's m- I'm allowed. Get, go ahead, B. I would, yeah, I'd like to take a moment to uh, walk up to um, Albert, and I'll, I'll pick up my like the one of the weapons I have holstered, particularly my double barrel rifle Remington, and then I'll say to you, you know, it doesn't really get easier. The shock, the awe, the anxiety, the feeling like you don't belong. You might as well forget about it and focus on something and then i'll pass you my gun to take a look at it's not of a model that you're familiar with uh a lot of the design features are familiar and yet alien it has a wood stock it has your standard barrel but there's another one there too and it's uh, there's top and bottom and it, it looks like it works like the same kind of guns you're used to, but you've never seen this design before. It looks actually very robust. Like, why didn't people think of this before? If time travel's a thing, maybe you can come up with something similar to this. Not that I believe in inherent violence, but I believe in protecting yourself. Don't mess up the time stream! <laughs> it's messing with time. <laughs> Don't touch the baby, Rose! Don't touch the baby, Rose! Fuck your mom. Don't fuck your mom. Jada never watched any of those sci-fi TV shows, so... Apparently enough to know that time travel exists. I imagine she's just That's the one thing. What's the point to not accept it? Yes! Yes, this is the one thing that Jada's like, whatever, I don't fucking care anymore. (laughs) Jada's heard of Back to the Future, but just thought it was some... Some movie with uh, Michael J. Fox where he acts way younger than so he should. Campy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a movie with an old guy in a car. <laughs> There's flames and then something about, I don't know, a high school. Yeah, it's Cars. whatever. Yeah. Nobody goes to the movies with me, so I don't really go. Oh. And save a seat for your dad next to you every time. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways, back to the murder and violence. Yes, yes, yes. Let's. We're getting emotionally vulnerable, and I did not sign up for that. Sorry, no, that was not, not in my contract. contract. So, uh, yeah, you all get to a very similar scene. Uh, although the girl this time, she is squatting down, and it looks like she's calling to something or someone like like she's calling over an animal like a pet you don't see anything there and then after a moment she stands up and she starts walking down the street she turns to look and she throws up her hands in self-defense and you see her get thrown to one side and 
before seeing her impact against the wall. The vision fades, and just like before, it loops. So, like, other than the... I guess here. This is the only time, like, we've seen this girl, right? And it's, is this a different version also? So, for you as a player, I don't know uh, how long it's been exactly. Well, I, I do remember, I just uh, I didn't want to assume, because I was going to make a connection. So... Okay. Uh, Alex, you would say something about that? Oh, I was just going to say, you. this would be at least the fourth time, or at least age pattern, you've seen this girl. You were probably the most familiar at this point of seeing her chronologically in different ages. Okay, I, that's why I wanted to make sure, that's why I also asked the type of clothing. Yes. Because I was just like, is this... It's definitely a different... I'd say that this this one that you're seeing now looks a lot more similar to the little girl you saw originally. As far as, like, fashion trends, if that's something that he'd be paying attention to. But Okay. You, you've seen her a few times by now. So, with that kind of, like, realization, walk in, oh, shit. Yeah, no, I, I think I've seen this somewhere. I'm gonna yeah. look at her, too, and say, that that's the girl, right? That's the one? Well, well, yeah, but then there was, there was a, a a dog. If you know who this girl is, you should be telling us. This is part of the information that we need. What's well, going I, on here? I never said I know who she was, but I've seen her before with a dog. Uh, it was a bunch of snot-nosed kids had to chew them off. There was a dog, and she said something, and then she was gone. I I I don't remember. Do the right thing, Mr. Uh, okay, because like I actually don't remember. Okay, yeah, uh, uh, something about doing the right thing. That's meaningless to me. <laughs> she never gave you a name, Al. She didn't say who she was, where she was from. No, you know what? I forgot to ask when she was just standing there and didn't disappear at all. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, asshole. <laughs> I think I think Clarence just has kind of like a wave of relaxation, like, oh, thank God, it's not me that's getting grilled this time about <sighs> not knowing details. Just like, it's not me for <laughs> once. <laughs> he just like has like a calm, his shoulders just relax a little bit more. <laughs> uh, so again, same kind of action from Patrick investigating he's counting the the steps she takes the distance she walks uh is there any further investigation that you all wish to do i think i do want to look into this finally i'm feeling a little bit more comfortable with the situation at least that we have some allies that possess ideally non-threatening information okay so yeah i feel confident about handling the situation i'm gonna go ahead and uh use some good old-fashioned jada force to kind of walk dock my way through the uh, scene is that a possibility like is it happening just kind of i'm picturing it like a 3d yeah i mean if for your player sense if you were to picture it it's it's like a hologram is being played over and over in front of you mm -hmm. um if you were to say try to reach out to it uh your hand passes right through uh the the image there's no reaction being this close you're you're feeling that tug again, but your your growing sense of unease is starting to overcome that. And my trio, my dear trio, you all feel a new direction as well. 
Wait, is that what I found out with my investigation nope. role that I didn't even tell you? The no, number? not yet. That, there's more. I'm just okay. saying, like, <laughs> you, like you approach as you approach the scene. That's something that I wanted to to say before anything else. I'm sorry. Was... I'm really excited. Okay. It's all right. It's all right. You you go ahead. Seven. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. Shablam. Shit. Yeah, I'm rolling. Wow. Well, that's the end of the episode. Wild. We know everything. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, <see>. right. <laughs> I don't know. What do my elven eyes see? Okay. Isengard? <laughs> you're, you're traipsing through this scene. You are doing your investigative work. This is a lot more comfortable a feeling than you've had in the past 48 hours. You're doing your work. It's almost like you're back at your job. Feels good. Yeah. And then you notice something. When she gets thrown to one side, you wait for that instance to play over and over, and you see an imprint upon her chest at the moment of impact, and you're piecing things together, and it looks like the same mechanical pieces are being imprinted on the cloth of her blouse that Otto has in his arms. Clarence, get over here. (sighs) I I, I need you to check something out. (laughs) Yeah, okay, what? Look at this. And we'll stand in the scene where this is playing over. I mean, it takes time for it to loop. Look, Look at that imprint. Does that look familiar to you? I'm not. I'm not just projecting. Am I? I I take a second. I'm kind of non. I'm not seriously like giving it a whole lot of consideration at first, but then I do start to look at it a little bit closer. And oh, uh, uh, is that from that auto? Maybe that. It's what it looks like to me. I lean into the the faded. We have a pet robot. Don't make a big deal out of it. His name's Otto. And kind of like <laughs> just back. Getting you up to speed, just... that's all. Go about mm-hmm. your day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, like, a, like a magic fire. Uh, Ma- metal, metal yes. Magic fire. No, it's just technology. Well, no, because I've seen that you got like magic fire. And... I look at Slade. <laughs> so like it's steam powered? And I look at my friends. No, like... <laughs> <laughs> we are giving you confused looks back. Like they're joking. <laughs> no, like electricity. Oh, I've seen yeah. that before. We all have. This is a time travel I, thing I would... happening again. <laughs> like I think I've seen that before. <laughs> like once. <laughs> How about we? Okay, with this information, let's let's walk and talk. So agreed. What I will grant you with this information uh, is a situational aspect with at least one free use of prepared for trouble. Thank you. Make it double. I really want to say you're not going to fight <laughs> Team Rocket. I also don't want to like give a false Damn sense it. of security, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's clear. Yep, that's right. Okay. Again, you all are feeling a new hug in a new direction, and. Mr. Long, you're seeing them. They're doing all the heavy lifting. This seems like something they're going to get all the credit for. You can't let that happen. (laughs) I'm going to compel you with your unrivaled hubris. 
<laughs> to try to take charge of the situation. Okay. So again, that what that means is I grant you uh, a fate point in return, and uh, you now must uh, you'll you'll have to RP it in your own way. Uh, but you now will try to take charge of the situation. Okay. So, uh, Jada, was it right? Mm, yes. You, you seem like you've got most of this all put together. You're, you're kind of really on top of this stuff. What I do? You know, back on the surface where I'm from, I've got a position of authority. This is just... <laughs> Thank you. Well, well, it... I'm going to walk with my back a little bit straighter. It definitely, it definitely shows. And, uh, you know, I myself, being a bounty hunter, try to make sure I stick close to that, so... I'm sorry, you're a make sure. bounty hunter? Oh, yeah. So, you know, anytime danger arises, I'm the guy. Do you understand what kind of a scumbag job that is and how it can impact the entire <laughs> economy? It. Okay, uh, it. Just, just a quick, quick interjection. In terms of bounty hunters for how the police normally deal with them... Is there are there are bonds that are used for people who have a warrant out for them? The the police will occasionally use that as a contract for private citizens to help track down these individuals. So your personal feelings can be either that they're great or not great people, but you are familiar with working with them um, in terms of apprehending criminal individuals. We don't have those in Canada. That's fine. That's why. I, that's also why I want to like give a little bit of clarity on it. Okay. What is Canada? I don't understand. Oh. You never seen Dog the Bounty Hunter? I heard about the show. I never. It seems like a lot. Yeah. It is a lot. It's. <laughs> Canada's its own dimension. Now. I mean, it's still scary here, and I don't. It's of still scary. <laughs> But yeah, I just wanted to get um, a little bit of light. Yeah, those are my feelings about it. But, like, I can recognize the authority that they possess and the necessity of them. Uh, so despite my tirade, you do get a sense that, like, I don't hate your job. Oh, he, he, he gets it. He gets it. Like, and even with that, so I'll back off a little, just a little bit. And then, look, all I'm trying to say is with you being so well into the, the job you play here, because again, it, it shows. All I'm saying is you're going to need someone tough by your side. Make sure this gets uh, situated here. Uh, so far, it doesn't seem like anyone's really, uh, you know, in it. I really want to know what Al thinks is in it. Al's just trying to climb his way to the top of the ladder. <laughs> the best way he knows, and that's talking. Just generic Completely words, out very of vague. <laughs> They'll know what I mean. You know. Al is always talking out of his ass. And, uh, <laughs> and also, just, just so you know, Vivi, like in any part of this, you are also welcome, even though I compelled you to use aspects or stunts or approaches to help, you know, uh, push the kind of agenda that you have. You could take advantage of the social situation. I mean, with your last statement, I think... Jada, like, she's gonna slow down a little bit and, like, narrow her eyes at you. I'm sorry. I'm not in it to make everybody happy. We have a mission to accomplish. And if you think that you can help, please provide me more information. Let's talk. Let's collaborate. Can you tell me about that girl that we keep seeing? I have no information to go off. What do you have? Giselle leads into Clarence. Oh, no, he got her started. 
She's revved up. <laughs> She's just amped up. We spent so long trying to get her to calm down. <laughs> trying to get her down for her nap. <laughs> we just put her down. <laughs> And then here comes this asshole. Now she's gonna be cranky. Don't all wake the baby. <laughs> oh my gosh, you two are great. I asked you like fifteen mm. questions. Can you please answer all of them at once? Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, now, now that you are a part, an active part of this investigation, um, so the other three, you're feeling this tug. Um, and they clearly have some sort of information that you do not, Albert. Albert Long, Mr. Long, the legendary bounty hunter. I think in, in terms of you now taking control, um, it, what action are you going to show to back up your claim that you are worthy of the detectives, I don't know, not, I feel like aberration. Respect. Yeah, yeah, respect. Admiration's too far. Let's start small. Yeah, <laughs> trust. Smaller. Acknowledgement. Eye contact. Acknowledgement. <laughs> Acknowledgement. I have a gun. Smaller. <laughs> it, c- clearly, we all. I say we all. There's, there's information on both sides here. We all need information. Figure out what's going on here. You, being someone of the law, you know how the process of this stuff goes. When it comes to tracking people down, it's something I'm good at. As Bounty Hunter, our skills together needed. So, we figure this out, but I'm going to need a little more information. Creepy gargoyles. Everything. What, what else do I need to know so we can find this girl? Are you going to roll for that? Yeah. I think I think that does and in terms of so I'm going to say this players will know this is something that not all the characters would know in terms of something that you can give him should he be successful is that you are deep in club territory right now and you all have seen lots of them around this is not something that your new friends know about okay uh would this be forceful how do you think you approach the situation? I, I want to say a bit forceful, just because uh, he's like, you know, I know you're not trusting me, but at the same time, you got to tell me things if this is even going to work. May I make a recommendation? Like, yes, I don't have a lot of information. Oh, yeah, sorry. Albert, well, you, you can say that it might be sneaky in terms of trying to manipulate, but uh, okay. <laughs> you could also, you're you're trying to show off who you are. You are trying to establish you being this type of person, right? Which yeah, means you're showing off. You're being flashy. Flashy. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Alright. I need to do flashy. Because I'm Albert Long. That's what I do. Albert fucking Long. Not if he has anything to say about it. <laughs> uh, hold on, let me go to the numbers thingy. So, I've got... Uh-oh, where'd they go? There they are. And uh, so, be your welcome a contested role. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I think that's a one with your approach, because it's so it's the three for flashy, right? And then I got what would be a blank, a blank, and then a negative and a negative. Oh, <laughs> this does happen. Um, <laughs> so yes, one. 
very Albert Long as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, Jada, you are welcome a contested role. However, I do want to give Albert the opportunity to use any aspects uh, or stunts that you may feel are uh, applicable. Okay. So then because of, because of Al's silver tongue and a devilish smile, I would like to try that again. <laughs> you may do so. Ooh, this time it's good. So, six. Dang. All right. You know what your target is. Uh, if if you're wanting to contest that, that is, Jada. So I only got a one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing you uh, were able to invoke one of your aspects. <laughs> I don't even know like how to roleplay like being enamored by this. <laughs> so um, I mean, it doesn't mean that you have to give in totally. It's more of a just. I got you. You know, I, I can play along, or well, maybe he seems like he's you know he he seems decked out. Like maybe he's capable, or you know something. I'm gonna give um, Albert kind of like an aggressive pat on the shoulder. Look. You seem like you know what you're talking about. I don't mean to be so biased towards your kind. It's just bounty hunters have a bit of a bad reputation. If you actually think that you can benefit us, help the situation, or we can get you out of here quicker, let's work together. You're going to fair wink. And a... I think that's more confusing. <laughs> Finger gun. <laughs> great, great. Uh... Albert has convinced you that he's not too terrible, that he's not just some clown in uh, in a getup, that maybe he's actually worth his salt, maybe. Was there any information that you wanted to relay to him, or are you keeping everything close to the chest? <laughs> Look, Mr. Long... Elysium is a place that probably shouldn't exist. It is filled with dreams, nightmares, contracts, and substances beyond your imagination. This place is lawless. It has control. It leaks power, and yet nobody does anything, and everybody's doing something. This isn't a place that you want to stay. I'm working very hard to get out of here. I... The things that happen in Elysium don't ever happen for good reasons. Alrighty then. So, you have your new direction. It's actually sort of back the way you came. And, Jada, you've run a kind of pattern like this before. It's, it's almost like the ways that you're feeling is triangulating into a certain specific position. When you've been trying to track down locations of thieves and murderers, you previously used their last known locations, their uh, affiliated uh, peoples, other persons of interest, to possibly track down where they're hiding out. This seems almost like a similar pattern. And as you're headed now back down the street that you came from, you come across this large set of warehouses. They look abandoned, dusty. There's a chain link fence going around them, and there's a padlock on them 
but it's very, very rusted. And if you pull the gate just right, you're probably able to fit between the, the gate bars. As you all proceed, you hear activity coming from one of these warehouses. You hear a little girl crying out for help, and you hear her scream occasionally. I leave it to you to how you want to proceed into this. I would like to run in tactically. Slade's going to be right behind Jada with a hand on her pistol. She's not pulling it out to use it yet, but just as like, almost as like a security thing. It's there. She's ready. And she's like back into the left a little bit, like on, as a, on her flank, essentially. Yeah, Al, Al's gonna, Al's gonna bolt. Just going away. Bye. No, well, not away. Like, gonna get help. <laughs> he's not going to get help. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> no, towards. The, listen. <laughs> I just got that. That's great. <laughs> he's gonna bolt towards the screaming. Someone's in danger. He's okay. Rifle ready. Bolting. Charging through that door, huh? Okay, uh, Clarence, I guess, uh, Clarence and, uh, Giselle. <laughs> I mean, we don't have weapons, I mean, but, yeah, I'm... <laughs> you guys wait. <laughs> yeah. I'm just here to um, look, what else do you want? Giselle lights a cigarette, that's what's happening. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm decent in a fight, but I just don't have any, like, actual guns on me, per se. Uh, but, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be following suit, I'm definitely not leading the charge like these three are so i'm i'm just moving forward trying to say how i want to describe it i'd say giselle uncharacteristically is moving forward at a quick pace i don't think she's the kind to like elbow through the three people who are clearly better at this but there is an immediate concern for her to go check on the instead of girl like like a little kid Mm -hmm. in particular that tonage was enough for her to start running and it's clear she's this isn't the first time she's running heels but uh we'll see if she twists an ankle later but right now it's it's uh very urgent for her to get there as soon as she can so i guess in terms of order that means al is going in first (sighs) jada and slade are you two right in after him or are you still trying to maintain your tactical approach I'm being tactical about this. There's a way to approach these situations, and running in like that is not the way to go about it. Same. Okay. So he barges through the door, running head first into who knows what, and Al. Here, Al. Oh, Al. Feels like You are home. immediately surrounded. You see individuals who, they're wearing these long... They look kind of like dress coats, and in their front pocket, you see a playing card mark. It looks like the mark of a club, and they all start drawing weapons. Behind them, immediately across from the door that you came through, you see these two, what look to you like mannequins. Son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) They have a lot more clockwork features to them than the ones uh in in the the house <laughs> that you uh dealt with 
but this is where your mind is making its connections. And betwixt them is this cage where you hear that cry coming from. And it's the same girl. And you can see her shaking against the bars and thrashing in the cage. And occasionally she'll reach in one direction. And then you see this ghostly feature almost sprout from her arm. And that appendage itself is reaching in another direction. And when they come into contact with the cage, they violently get pulled right back together. She lets out another yelp, and this group is upon you. Okay. Uh, So what his instinct would be, seeing her in this cage, and knowing that saving her, and there's now this gang of people, is what Al to himself calls, because everything's weird time-wise and canonical, but also not canonical, what he in his mind would call the Felix save. To where he like has this thing where he can fire from his gun to make a poof of petals at someone who's over there and put them over here. So, okay, so you're essentially trying to transport someone from one place to another? Yes. Okay. Um, I want to say, I mean, if, if you don't think it fits, but I want to say flashy because of how the thing is that he does with whipping out the rifle and it's meant to be like this display of these singed petals that, you know, flare up and make are supposed to make her disappear and reappear. Typically, what's the range on that? Is it as long as you have line of sight or what? Uh, it was like the range of my rifle, which... Okay. I'm going to say, because if, if that's something that, you know, like, you have to be within 10 feet, like, no, buddy, you're... you're like almost a football field away. No, no, yeah, it's not like a ten foot thing. I mean, granted, Al's also a fucking crappy shot, so. <laughs> it that is also like the thing. Like he has, he does have to hit her in order for this to work. As far as like how the skill works, like he basically, it's like a magical thing that he does, where he shoots someone and puts them in his own limbo. Until he can move to safety and they come out of limbo. Yeah. Uh, and, sorry, not, not a football field. It's more like 50 yards, half that. Um, 50 yards, 50 meters. So, um, that's that's the about how far away she is. Okay. If that's what you want to try, you're welcome to to roll for that. Yeah, I would like to try. That's Especially with him seeing the situation. His immediate reaction would be... I need to get her out of there fast. Okay. And then was flashy okay, or did you want me to use a different? No, flashy is fine. Okay. That's that's applicable. Uh, so then that would be six, because three is blank. Yes, so six. Six, okay. It's not shabby. So you attempt this. This is your first time using magic here it feels weird but you're quickly able to adjust and you're trying to take in the situation you're you have a long distance to make this shot on and everything lines up correctly you know that the target that you had for this you were right on 
It doesn't quite execute the way you thought it would, though. And that space that gets enveloped, you can see that in the cage momentarily. And wherever it was that you were trying to get her to, you don't see whatever the result of that end up happening. And I'll tell you that the way you, what you learn about this is that magically you are able to get into the cage. It's getting out. That's the tricky part. Okay. So you're, you're learning more about the cage. And if you want to write this down, um, I'll give you a boost to addressing the issue of the cage when you can actually get over to it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you are uh, set upon. And I think you, you use that as your initial round. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way combat works here is that whoever has the highest uh, quick approach goes first. And then, you know, down, down so on and so forth. So three goes first, then twos, then one. You can defer to whoever it is that you want to go first if your quickness matches. But, yeah. So I believe that makes Slade next. Excellent. So I am going to attempt to use an aspect. I am going to use crack shot with a pistol. Um, And then can I use an approach on this? Like, can I use quick to enhance my roll? Well, yeah. I mean, you're, you get free use of your approaches. Okay. Regardless. Um, ideally, you're using them in tandem with your aspect. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you can do that. Okay. Um, so are you, are you trying to create an advantage with this, or are you trying to actually make an initial uh, attack against them? I'm going to make an attack. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make your roll. Uh, add in your approach. If you want to just initially use that aspect, mm-hmm. you can go ahead and uh, have the plus two to that And as add well. plus two? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I got a three. They are five. Um, who are you firing at? Um, I'm going to pick the person in the middle of the crowd, and I would like to fire at their feet. Sure. So, like, directly in front of their feet. Okay. Yeah, uh, you do so. The It may it doesn't land exactly where you think it might. Mm-hmm. They seem pretty guarded. And the minute you're through the door, uh, they're taking you into consideration as well as a, uh, a threat. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to say uh, with this uh, intimidating entrance? or? I would probably want... I don't, do I see what Al has done? With his weird flower thingy? I would say, yeah, you, you probably got to see most of what happened there to be able to assess that, yeah, whatever it was he was trying didn't quite work. Hmm. Okay. I don't know if, and the other two don't have weapons, right? They don't have weapons. That doesn't mean they can't uh, participate somehow in this combat. And just because you have weapons doesn't mean you also have to make an attack. You can do a number of things that can give everyone... Uh, somehow an advantage to okay. finishing this fight. Okay. Yeah, I think I'm going to stick with what I did, and I don't think I'm going to say anything. All right. So next, I believe, is Jada. Yeah, I think so. 
Actually, Jada and um, Clarence are both tied in their quickness, um, but since Jada was closer, um, I'll I'll give that to you first. Cool. I know you did say that violence wasn't explicitly necessary and that there's often um, alternatives. Mm-hmm. However, sometimes violence is strictly necessary. And Jada unholsters her weapon. Uh, and she recognizes the scene and she's definitely prepared for trouble. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, advantage of the aspect that was previously bestowed to me. And while handling this situation truthfully, carefully, oh gosh, I take that back. She was jogging in. That's a forceful situation. <laughs> Fair enough. Three blanks and a plus. Four, five, six, seven. Okay. Hold on, let uh, me recount. And three plus four plus three. Three plus four plus three? Three. No, hold on. Three plus one plus two. Okay. <laughs> that, that that makes it six. <laughs> Sorry, six. This is why I okay. double check my math. <laughs> it's like, cause somehow you got ten? <laughs> like, mm? All right. I just started saying numbers. It's fine. Sounds right. Yes. Good. Sure. Uh, so, who who are you aiming at? Who are you looking to take down? Okay. Well, with a roll like this, can I take down two people? Because I want to shoot them in the kneecaps. Okay. So the way I am addressing the group of six of the um, Baton's foot soldiers mm-hmm. um, is that they will act as one entity. So the more damage you can do, the more of them you can take out in a single turn. I see. Um, then, yeah, I mean, I'm happy to shoot the one that's closest. Yeah. Uh, let me roll my defense. Uh, not that I'll be able to match that, but we'll see. And that'll determine uh, with what kind of style, uh, how many you're able to take out. Uh, three. Uh, so you're, you're able to take out half of these. Damn. It looks so badass. It's just she strolls on up past uh, Slade and just aims, steadies, you know, regular training stuff and fires at most of their kneecaps. They drop. So satisfying. Absolutely. And they are 1000% out of commission. Slade gives a very approving nod. This is excellent work. So Clarence. um, Yeah. So I guess I get in the doorway now, too. And so after the kneecapping, how many are left standing? Uh, There are six of the foot soldiers and then two of the mechanized guards. Mm. Now that you're actually taking in the situation, they look a lot like the same design uh, that Otto has. The two that are uh, Mm. next to the cage. Interesting. They don't look quite as sophisticated, but they definitely look just as combat capable. Great. Because <laughs> we got to see what Otto's capable of. I'm going to go ahead and use one of my aspects, and I'm going to actually fight dirty. So what I'm going to do Drop is all those dice. Drop all those dice. <laughs> what I'm going to do is I'm going to fight dirty by... As soon as I get in the door and I see the people that, uh, the, the ones that are already down, I am going to make a bum rush to one of the capable, uh, 
people instead of the mechanical guards. And then I'm I'm just going to go ahead and just like bum rush and tackle a person and then just start like punching them right in the face and the throat just as hard as I can. So, yeah. I don't think any of us have ever seen you. I haven't done do any, any combat. No, I no. haven't done any combat because last time I was partially flayed I and I wanted to get the out. So. Thanks to that. So it's good. Woo. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Things coming good in the in the crossover. Let's see here. Well, um, <laughs> it's a good thing I decided to uh, fight dirty. Uh, I'm trying to think. I think I'm going to go ahead and re-roll since I'm using that, because I would have only gotten a one from it, and that's not good. And obviously with this, I'm being fairly, you know, uh, forceful with with obviously bum-rushing someone like that, so... Um, yeah, that's better. Um, so I get a plus two. Okay. Uh, yeah, you are able to take out one of these guys. Um, you, they, they are so focused on the three that they are essentially surrounding that you sneaking up on them didn't, didn't even cross his mind that maybe there were more people. <laughs> Weird. Strange. But yeah, no, you are easily able to, uh, take another one of these pe- people out. That leaves it down to two of them, and you all notice that the mechanized guards haven't joined the fray, or even looked like they were preparing to engage. Uh, but Giselle, you are the last in our turn order. What's she doing? What's she doing, boo? Let's see if I can actually do it. (laughs) As I approach the scene, it all happens so fast. The gal's taking down the the baton and Clarence being a badass and we even see Al try to do some cool something cool that can't really be explained and there's just this wake of bodies at this point I step over one body confidence don't want to get my heels gross though flip the hair and I look at the two remaining you can just lay down and pretend you're dead or I can speak to whoever's in charge choice is yours Okay. Uh, I'm going to need you to roll to overcome their, uh, essentially, fight fight or flight uh, mentality, which they are currently stuck in the fight mode. It's fair. Going into this, I am a queen from Queens. I got some sass. I've got some regal power all up in this facial structure. So I, I am doing a commanding presence as I go about this, but... Because it's also me. I'm not trying to be subtle. This is flashy as fuck. I am making a scene. Damn it. Let me speak to your manager. Okay, Karen. (laughs) Fuck me. I got three blanks, a plus. Plus three, that's a plus four. I have that aspect in play. It's a a re-roll and what else? Uh, or you can just add to. Uh, it also just establishes things. Um, yeah, there are a number of things. You, you can you just use the plus two though. Yeah, I'll go ahead and just use the plus two and take a six. Yep. Well, 
I, I think you beat it because um, <laughs> I got two blanks, two negatives, and this is something that they're not great at. They're bad at, so they got a negative on this as well, like Oof. right off of that. Nice. Um, one of them has uh, a, a length of chain that they're they're gearing up to hurl at um, at Al. Another has uh, a snub nose revolver that they are ready to fire off at the the general group of three that badass their way in. Then they look at each other. Eh, the courtesans pay better anyway, and they drop their stuff and run. <laughs> Hair toss. Now, if you all get any closer to the cage, these automatons, they go from neutral to something that you all, uh, at least our trio, uh, just witnessed, not maybe an hour and a half prior, of Otto going from escort to attack mode. And so she, like, reappeared in there, or she's still not... So when when you tried to do it, uh, it enveloped her the way you thought it should work. She didn't disappear. Oh, okay, gotcha. But, uh, like, whatever the ending result of that, if there was some so- supposed to be some sort of visual or sensory uh, effect that brought her outside of that, that just didn't happen. Okay, because it's it, essentially it's the same effect going in and out. It's like a it, there's a sense to it where it's rose roses and gunpowder, uh, and like mm-hmm. the visual portion is there are singed rose petals that kind of fly up. Yeah, you you think that you got like seventy five percent of everything go right, and then like the magic wall that prevented the finality of that uh, is what you're thinking probably mess that up small yeah, correction gotcha. too none of us can fucking smell it the smell thing was a felix thing. oh that's right never mind then sorry <laughs> i forgot he was the only one who could smell <laughs> magic uh so yeah anyway the whatever sensory effect it it didn't happen on the outside of the cage everything that you thought would happen that should happen uh you didn't miss her anything like that it all happened per- correctly inside it just the ending result didn't happen I turn back to the group as we see these autos go into attack mode and kind of shrug. I can't bribe those. It's on you. Let's take cover. And I suggest that everybody find some spaces to be safe. So, (laughs) this is actually a good um, example of creating an advantage. So, um, if you all are looking to... Uh, get cover. Um, just let's all get a roll. Um, don't don't worry about applying aspects or anything to this. Um, you're looking to beat a, a plus three. That's all. Oh, I failed. I don't want to talk nope. about it. Okay. No. Nope. Wow. Clarence. <laughs> Yeah. No? No. <laughs> okay. No. So there there are boxes and crates and whatnot in this warehouse. It's not completely devoid of things uh, to possibly hide behind. 
but there's no way that you all see that you possibly could get covered that would also grant you some sort of advantage uh, in, in actual combat. You can't gain any sort of perspective on them. If you were to hide behind one of the crates, it doesn't give you the right viewpoint to make a shot around cover for it. You could hide behind them if you want, but you'd have to come right back out in the open to make your your action. Real quick thing, could... <clears throat> I'm not sure if we need to have this kind of before or after, but could I try... Maybe this is a separate like advantage to maybe grab that chain that was dropped down by the goon that ran away or yes you'll have to wait for your turn in order um but that is something that you can uh, attempt cool um so yeah at top of the order uh we will follow proper uh approach quickness uh it goes back to slade all right so she's feeling pretty badass at this moment we, we all took down the things as a team which was awesome so she's going to use crack shot with a pistol and she's going to be forceful about it because now she's like in battle mode so she's going to go ahead and fire a shot at one and then i'm also going to use one of my stunts the uh razor sharp and inbound so once per combat i can use my bowie knife to throw all right so that does require two two fate points That's fine. for usage of both of those. Um, uh, but I'm sorry, you were saying? No, I thought I got a plus two, but I don't. I was misreading. Um, but I am using forceful, so I do get that. Yep, absolutely. So uh, go ahead and make your shot, and then roll separately for your uh, attack with the uh, the knife. Okay. Okay. Oh, I gotta do two separate defense rolls. That's fine. Not so fine. Uh, so three for my pistol. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me the uh, the result for your knife as well, and we'll go over the results. Uh, so a one for my knife. Okay. So the first one, you are able to. There are like these wooden plates that cover its main chest area. Mm-hmm. You are able to hit one that knocks it completely off, and now there's this large hole. Uh, it's not like it's a hole that's going through it, like a cannonball or a musket shot would show, but there's this large cavity that is left exposed uh, on one of these. With the other, you, <laughs> you throw the knife, and it sinks into the automaton, but it sinks in through one of the grooves on the plates, and it doesn't look like it's impeding it at all. False. It just looks like it's stuck there. It may look like it if it tries to move a certain way, it would have to kind of yank that out before it could rotate that uh, joint. But otherwise... So I just gave it a knife. Awesome. <laughs> you, you slowed it down a little bit. Um, say that that's a, a aspect that you got on it. You didn't get any damage, but it is now slowed. Just a flesh wound. Got it. But yeah, you you don't you doing damage. Uh, these things are obviously a lot more uh, sturdy than um, the folks that you reverse ambushed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so next in line, 
So we have Al, who's there, and Jada and Clarence, who all share a quick of two. Um, I think Jada and Al are probably the more combat-focused. Uh, so whoever, whichever one of you want to go first, I'll leave that up to you. If you have something, you're welcome to go. Al is just going to try to shoot and see how well that goes. He knows he's not the best shot, but times are... Everything's different here. <laughs> Everything's different here. That should be Maybe a good shot. Who knows? <laughs> so we will see here. Um, very uh, so forcefully, Al wants to kind of like come out of his poor hiding space um, and try to see. You know, with these, you know, although they're like automaton things, typically headshots is what you want. He wants to hit this thing square in the face, and I would like to... I think I've got enough to still use. I would like to use the legendary bounty hunter as well uh, to not only make this shot, but to show I'm Albert Long. Okay. These are the shots that I do. This is the stuff you read in the fucking books. Okay. Um, if you're using that, oh. that's... Hmm. Something different. I mean, I know I'm giving you... Yeah, that's kind of a different approach. Okay. You're showing off. Uh, that's something that's more flashy than necessarily forceful. Oh, okay. Um, so you're you're making your flourishes, and you're trying, again, to show off. So that's probably a much more uh, close approach uh, to something that you are attempting. Okay. Okay. Go ahead and make your roll. Uh, and which one are you targeting? Um, The... So it'd be not the one that slaved through the knife at, but... The one with the, the cavity? The, yes. Yeah. Because if I shoot the one that slayed already, like, attacked, then it's, you know, then it's going to be the, well, <laughs> I loosened up or some shit. So I was like, I'm going to go for the one. <laughs> I got it started for you. <laughs> I mean, technically, she she hit both of them, so... Awesome. <laughs> eh. The cavity one still. <laughs> okay. I think this is awful, but I don't think it's good either. So, so it's, I got a blank, a blank, blank, one. Uh, so four? Oh, okay. Yeah, tell me how you uh, finish this thing off. Hell yeah. So Al, seeing this display over here, used to slay just taking, you know, whatever out that she aims at. Sees that doesn't happen. Gives a quick, you know, look over. Pulls out the rifle, aims it, takes that, that minute, just <sighs> fire. Just crack it straight in the head. And it does go down like a ton of bricks. Nice shot, Bounty Hunter. Jada will actually give it a compliment. You're part of the team, I think. Whatever this team is. <laughs> okay, so that then puts it to Jada. There's one of these left. It's got a knife kind of keeping it from moving its arm all the way around. I think Jada's going to look from, like, skin the room and then look at her companions. And then in, like, a shout whisper, what what are we trying to accomplish here again? We're, we're, we're getting the person out of the cage and killing everybody in the in the resulting... What's, what's the plan, Mr. Long? Where's Patrick? Oh, shit. Where did he go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, are you looking for him or are you I, i'd say in this turn 
do you want to be addressing where he is and what's going on, like, to fully assess the situation, or do you want to be attacking? I want to shoot the baddies. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Do the bang, shoot the... <laughs> <laughs> are are we the baddies? Are we, we the, the baddies? baddies? There's skulls on our on our hats. Look, I don't oh. think that's a good question to be presenting to the trio right now. So it's really not too late in the night for this. Nope. Uh, so yeah, um, go ahead and shoot your shot. Well, does can anybody answer what? Like, am I am I supposed oh, oh, to sure. shoot this robot? Is this the right course of action? I just took out the kneecaps of three men. People. People. <laughs> I know it's a little late to consider my actions, but like, what's going on? You're having the moral ambiguity about shooting <laughs> robots versus people. I think you just answered your own question. <laughs> Kneecaps, no problem. Robot, am I shooting? <laughs> I just do. Do robots sleep? <laughs> they don't drink uh, electronic yeah. sheep. Just shoot it. Yeah, Al's like dates. shoot, shoot. Al's looking. You look. Shoot her. Shoot her. Oh no, he minuses two blanks. He's too worried about the morality of shooting a robot, yeah. right? It's very divided. <laughs> One. Okay, is there anything that you wish to apply aspect-wise, or... Um, I don't have a lot of... Hold on. What did you give us? I know you still have fate points. I, I have one left. This isn't going to carry over to canon, so you don't have to worry okay, about... Okay, thanks. I can be selfish. Yeah, I mean, I'm packing heat. Bang, bang. Oh, yeah, you are. So, uh, I think that allows you a reroll, which uh, would... Well... Please. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. I feel like the two neg. Oh, that's a blank. Uh, those cancel out, so it's just the plus three then. Plus three? Okay. Better. The whole thing was a wash. <laughs> uh, so that gives you, um, when you shoot at it, uh, you, you don't quite take it out. Um, describe the heavy amount of damage you do that doesn't quite put it out of commission, but is definitely severely hindering it. I... I think I had to sit next to Otto at some point, and despite my obvious complaints, I definitely took the time to study him at least a little bit, so I had a pretty good idea of the best spots to shoot, and I aimed for those spots to, I mean, with the intent to completely disable, but I'm pretty satisfied with a partial dis disable for this robot. Mm -hmm. So you got two of the three necessary shifts to take this out? So uh, next we have um, Mr. Long. Oh, no, Mr. Long already took his shot, so that makes Clarence. Hit me. Hit you. What you doing, bud? This is just standard action move movie shit, but um, or even video game movie shit. But uh, I want to bum rush again the the robot. I want to see if I can take. So I'm going to I'm going to run after it. I'm going to charge at it and then I'm going to take the Bowie knife that is lodged in it out and then try to decapitate it. Oh yeah. a boy. Oh, okay. So I feel like that's still fighting dirty for the most part. That's Damn, Clarence. Where the fuck I, is this coming from? I, I, don't I, I don't know. Uh <laughs> Saving myself, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Mm, uh, it's a shame that I'm not very forceful. <laughs> but, uh... 
so I'm gonna do this obviously quickly because its attention's not on me. So I'm gonna try and go for a quick, fast approach to to one grab it and then like try to take a swing at it before it really like tries to move on me. So yeah, yeah, no, that that works. Okay, so cast Uh, four. And then just because, like I said, I'm fighting dirty, I'm just gonna add another plus two on it, just to. Oh yeah, you take this thing out. Hell yeah. The the amount of damage that Jada had done to it previously, uh, it was kind of, uh, its head wasn't supported by a whole lot. It was kind of like a Pez dispenser, (laughs) and you just finished it off. (laughs) Jada loosened the pickle jar for me. (laughs) Pretty much. I did did most of the work. And uh, as you are essentially on top of this thing, adrenaline running through you, you see Patrick, who is behind the cage, and it looks like he is... He's pulled out another one of these devices that he's had. He's, he's got these two stopwatches now, but then he also has rolled up his sleeve, and you see wristwatches. There are at least three of them. And he looks like he's trying to align the times, and... There's this nauseating feeling that you felt before when you first got that the hand that he, the the hand of the the table clock you being as close as you are you are almost about to lose whatever uh you ingested at the uh, at the no names when you got there but it's not coming from him and it doesn't even seem like it's coming from the cage it feels like it's coming from the girl. And you, Patrick is working, trying to disable this cage. And as he presses down a few buttons simultaneously and tries to get another one of the buttons, like with his chin on one of the wristwatches, the cage gives off these sparks. And then as though they weren't even pinned together, they just topple over. The, the bars fall forward. The top of the cage clatters to the ground. Very noisily echoes all around. <sighs> this isn't her. Shit. Ah, uh, everyone, c- come over here, please. I was going to say, cause since I didn't get to finish out that turn of stuff, could I do a thing? Yeah, sure. We're out I of just felt like it's important. It's just like I felt it. left out and I want to oh. do a thing because... It's combat. Okay. <laughs> Give her the one-liner. Yes. Yeah, go ahead. It's not even so much a one-liner. It's just, I, I feel like she has such mob boss energy sometimes. All this is happening, right? So she already looked over her shoulder. She's like, I can't bribe these guys. And the process of all this happening, she has opened up her clutch, was digging around, digging a little bit more, found the last cigarette that she stole from Clarence, lit up... <laughs> The cigarette and just like watch bored as or maybe not bored, but just the here I am now and and enjoying her last cigarette. So he calls you all over and he says, Well, for you two, I have your ticket home. But in order for my boss to be happy with the arrangement that I've tried to broker with you three gesturing to the trio. We're gonna need her, but the other her. We need you all to 
go with uh, this young woman back to Malifo, I believe is where you all said that you were. Yeah. And bring back with you their version. My boss is very adamant that he get specifically her. Does she know you need her? Is this a kidnapping situation? No, no. This is this is more of a um she broke his stuff and he needs answers from her. But not this one. Cause there's another one. Again, if I tried to explain it to you all, eh. Right, yeah, I don't yeah, want her brain. It's like trying to explain physics to a snail. Um, Thanks. Okay. Yeah. This is her. This is her. But she's not the right frequency. Take her back to her own place. We'll try to make sure she stays there this time. But you all need to return with our version of her. No, I, I, I get it. It's like when you want a redhead, but you want the right redhead. Shut up, Long. <laughs> I mean, the, the guy's just pointing out facts. I mean, that's all he's doing. Yeah. Yes. Clarence clicks it into place. Like, he's like, oh, I, yeah, I get that. <laughs> Long pull the cigarette. <laughs> and uh, so he essentially gathers the, the faded in close... She will take you back, won't she? The girl looks grateful, but very scared, and gives a hurried nod. And then he looks to Jada and Clarence. You will be accompanying them. Make sure that you bring her back. And he gathers you two in close as well. Unfortunately, not all of you will be going. You still need a, uh, a link back here. Which is why... Ma'am, you shall be staying with me. I like a Jada. And he's referring to Giselle. Wait, what? Oh. Oh. Oh, me? Yeah, he, he, gives, he gives a look at Giselle, and he says, Ma'am, you will be staying with me in order to secure their anchor here. But it sounds more fun over there. Can't Jada stay, or? We know how poorly she deals with change. No offense, of course. I can handle homeless cowboys. Homeless? What the? Fair. That's fair. If fun is what you're seeking, uh, I believe we have something that may entertain your fancy while you stay with me. My brain was like, boys? No. (laughs) (laughs) Boys. Fine. If this room demonstration was any example, I'm not much of use to them anyways. Suppose if I stay here as a link, I roll. That's how I can help. That's how I'll help. Uh, what do do I get a say in this matter? I mean, I can just stay here too. I mean, no, no, no sense of you throwing yourself on the sword, Clarence. I've already done it. <laughs> All right, cool, fine. I'll just, <laughs> just, I'll just, yeah, no, it's no, fine. I, it's fine. I believe because of. Things you will be aware of in the more immediate future, trust me, it makes more sense that you two be going. Well, that's cryptic, and I'm tired of asking questions. (laughs) 
Yeah, my just have... this is Elysium. Everything is cryptic. Mm-hmm. I've <laughs> yeah. learned that. Yeah, not, and by this time, I should realize that I have no choice in any matters whatsoever. So, yeah, why not? Time to see how we party in Malifaux. I, I guess as everyone's getting ready to say goodbye, other MJ is is getting ready to do her her thing. Giselle's going to take a moment first with her friends, right? So she goes to Jada, kind of straightens her jacket. Gingerly, I guess it straightens with the one hand, right? Because she's still not fucking yeah. doing anything with yeah. this hand. You and I both. Mm-hmm. And like, kind of trying to move the hole, like you were earlier, to hide hide your bullet yep, wound. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Take care of Clarence, and I think <laughs> not not the woman, the other one, Mister Long. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I look forward to seeing you back. Take care of yourself. I'm serious about that. Don't start things you don't need to. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Hops over to Clarence. Kind of like knocks his chin a little bit. I didn't know you had it in you. I mean, I'm a criminal. I'm not an invalid. <laughs> and then he goes to Cheek Pat. Sure you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then we move on to Al. And again, kind of grabs his face a little bit. Like, grabs his chin. You're so lucky I'm over my cowboy face. My husbands don't end up terribly well in the end. And another little cheek pat. Sarah just late. is she coming on to me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, flirt back, see what happens. Death. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Trust me, you don't want to get involved with who's, that. Who said that? <laughs> and then to Slade, lastly. Please, please take care of them. It's your world. They don't know what's going on. Just please take care of them. Slade will take your hand and nod and say, I'll do everything I can to send them back safe to you. She holds your hand as long as comfortable for her. And then let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Too much grossness happening just there, but she, she nods. Feelings. <sighs> Pass. As you all gather around this version of MJ, you all's version of MJ, she is making more markings. It looks like she pulls out some chalk. She makes some calculations. Not that she's making runes in the the floor or anything like that, but she gives a nod and then she says, um, hold on. And she grabs, essentially, if you all have, like, your arms interlocked, which uh, Patrick would have kind of shown you all to do, she grabs two of you all's arms and you all just... And so it's quiet again in the, in the warehouse. So you were asking about uh, ways to stay entertained? You have my attention. Well, I think an explanation directly from my boss may service both to be informative and entertaining as to why it was more appropriate that you stayed with us. Care to follow me? It's not like I have anything else to do. Patrick, do you have a business card? He fishes into his breast pocket. Nothing. Pants pockets. Nothing. Back pocket. Ah, found something. And it's it's nice. It's eggshell. It's embossed. <laughs> this bastard. Uh, the lettering <laughs> is gold. And it says, Patrick Instance, Minuteman. And there's a counter on it that's reading 15 minutes, and it's counting down. 
cool. Adding it into that queue of business cards. So, MJ has you teleported. The Faded, you are familiar with this feeling. Not because it's cozy, but because it's so damn recent. Mm -hmm. But also our now our duo instead of our trio. You see the same kaleidoscope scene. However, there are some changes. It's like if you lost your kaleidoscope in a sandbox. There's a grainy reluctance as it's being twisted around you. The panes are still shattered and cracked, and it's harder to see yourselves in each pane. But you also have this experience of seeing yourselves as yourselves, but in these other worlds, and they're overlapping on top of the other two as well. And just like before, the panes shatter, and you feel yourselves dropping and dropping and dropping. When you land, you blink, and you are in the middle of a market. A loud market. A weapons market. People are shouting prices for guns and knives. All sorts of wonderful treats. As we hear, last call for contestants for the gauntlet. Hey, I'm Alex. I've been your lady of podcasting today. If you want to stalk me on social media, go ahead and look me up at at Roll for Alex. And I'm Bam Bam, and you can find me at Hot Bam with DMs. My name is Bianca Zelda, and I am located somewhere on the realm of the internet as at Bianca Zelda. I'm Ethan Schaff, and you can find me anywhere that matters using the handle Etashaw. I'm Falcon Heavy, and you can find me on the stuff and the things at Hello Falcon. Hi, I'm Kyle. I'm usually found in the back alley, dark corner of the bar, internet style, at Lord Kyle K. Hey, folks. Also, just wanting to let you know that you can find us on Twitter at NSR Podcasts or NoShowRadio.com or any of your favorite podcatchers. Now, this is the part one to our crossover event. You found it here on the FOG RSS feed. But if you want to finish it out, you're going to have to go over to the Soul Story RSS feed and hear part two. Thank you for joining us. Catch you later. This has been a No Show Radio production.